VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. It's showtime. So what do you want to do tonight? What, what about pizza and movie night? I want to rent a movie. Let's get this pizza movie night started. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. Hello, everyone, and welcome hey! to the VHS Files episode seven. How is everyone doing tonight, Jenny? Jason, things are great here over in the great state of Texas. Eric, I'm a spider with a human head. All righty, he's already let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> so we're back with episode seven. In this episode, we're going to be talking about. A bunch of kids that go on an adventure and do a lot of cool things. No, we already talked about the Goonies. That's right. Um, oh, oh, ooh. wow! Already, I'm so ready for you guys. I'm so ready. <laughs> We'd like to thank everyone who's been listening thus far. Uh, like I said, episode seven, we've gotten quite a few people that have been interacting with us on Facebook and everything. So uh, we're very happy for them to be interacting with us and listening. So everyone who's listened so far, thank you so much. And thank you for helping us with the, the likes and the subscribes and all that good stuff right now. We're very, thank very, you. very appreciative. You of guys that. are awesome. Thanks, guys. So tonight we're going to talk one of Jason's childhood favorites, a little movie by the name of The Monster Squad. When you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What's a squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. Naughty virgin. They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. Two thousand-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Ooh, look at that big scary monster! <laughs> What's happening? Do I see a werewolf? Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Something down there is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. So, the Monster Squad was released on August 14th, 1987 was uh, directed by Fred Decker, written and co-written by, um, well, it was written and co-written by Fred Decker and Shane Black, who's made himself quite a career nowadays. And um, so Fred Decker was coming off uh, the uh, horror classic Night of the Creeps and um, had some credits with House and House 2. He would go on to direct movies like RoboCop 3 and was uh, uncredited for a couple episodes of Tales from the Crypt and some writing credit on Lethal Weapon 4. He also helped write The, the Predator, the newest, uh, what, The yeah. Predator, not Predator, but The Predator. That's right, yeah. But I was I was pretty pretty uh, taken aback to see that that um, Shane Black was a part of this. I'd, I'd never really noticed that before. Yeah, right after Lethal Weapon. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he, interesting. Was, yeah, he, the, well, he, he was also the character Hawkins in Predator with, yeah. The Governor, and what, and recently what, Iron Man three. Yeah, well, he directed Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah, yeah not too well, nice bad. guys. 
Yeah. Yes, the nice guys. Nice guys. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably a top my favorites of what he's done in the recent year. Um, Monster Squad came in uh, at a budget of 12 million. Came in at the box office at a whopping 3.8 box office. It was a flop, guys. First first flop. First flop we've reviewed so far. Um, But it has gained quite the cult status over the years, and we'll get into that tonight. Um, It was released amongst the likes of movies like Lost Boys. Summer School, oh, dude, Masters of the Universe, which is what I would have been geeking out about whenever this came out, Stakeout, Hamburger Hill, and Dirty Dancing in the Garbage, Bell, garbage Pail Kids. I know. I think I want to watch Garbage. One movie title. Yeah. Dirty Dancing in the Garbage Pail Kids. We need That's to get that into band. the production. <laughs> I think I would have rather watched Garbage Pail Kids than the Masters of the Universe. So Really? Dude. We'll get into that another episode. I love He Man, but the the movie was uh, I was bad. It was bad. I can, That's another day, another yeah, time, another day, another d- discussion. But I I was so hyped for it because I was such a, a fan of He Man when I was a kid. So the same, fact that they were same. making a oh, movie yeah. about it had me jonesing for it. So, but this is another film from 1987, which we've already covered quite a little bit. But we're gonna throw it over to Eric and see what he has to say tonight. So here we go, Eric. We're sending you back. Yes, Josh, we did cover 1987 already with uh, The Lost Boys. So this time I'm going to talk about video games. Jason had mentioned uh, that Final Fantasy came out that that year. A ton of classic games came out that year. Uh, You have Contra, Double Dragon, Metal Gear, Mega Man, Maniac Mansion. You guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. Street Fighter, Wizards and Warriors. That's a personal favorite of mine, even though I can never beat it. Blades of Steel, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You know, I, I had to wait till my uh, 17th, 17th, my seventh birthday in, in 1989 to get a Nintendo. And uh, so I played a lot of these from the rental store, uh, mm-hmm. which yeah. which was um, either Same that man. or, or our, our, uh, our local pawn shop. And they were actually right next to each other. So like I could go to the pawn shop, see if there's anything good. If there wasn't, I maybe go over to the video store and rent a game for the weekend, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, nice little locally owned video store which I know we all love, or, you know, uh, if you're not playing at home, you'd have uh, arcade, go to the arcade, play Shinobi, Twin Cobras, Operation Wolf, or Afterburner. And that oh, dude, was back, I love Afterburner. Afterburner, right? And and that was, that was back when you didn't need to earn tickets or, or for cheap prizes, you know? You went to play for the games, you know? Oh, yeah. Get off pocket, my lawn. Yeah, pocket full <laughs> of quarters, man. Pocket full of quarters, all yeah. you need so uh, definitely an epic year for video games. And a lot of those are still, they're still making games. Like they're still money making intellectual properties uh, to this day. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. I'm still waiting for the Contra movie. So yeah, the Contra movie. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the that arc- thing's been in development hell for years. <laughs> exactly. The arcade stuff has been coming back in a big way. Jenny and I follow a guy on YouTube who's, into collecting and whatnot, but he kind of went a little haywire when the, the, the new, the small versions of the, um, arcade games came out. Or what oh are, yeah. What are they called? What was the brand? Do you remember? Eh. I don't remember either, but he, he ended up going on a kick and bought all of them and like filled one of his rooms with them and made it an arcade wow. and stuff. So that's crazy. Yeah. Jenny and I don't, don't get down on the video games too much. She's in animal crossing right now, but that's about the extent of it. Yeah. 
Although I'm fighting the urge for PS whatever that's coming out because the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Yeah, PS5. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's got a Harry Potter game, too. Yeah. The other Spider-Man game was amazing on PS4, so... I still want to play the Friday the Thirteenth game. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do that too. And Jenny, well, Jenny was looking for a game for a DS or something the other night, and we came across. I didn't know Mortal Kombat was on D or, or DS, and I was like, "Oh, DS? Is it DS? I uh, see. That's how Switch. out of Switch. That's what I was talking about. Switch. Yes. Josh, I'm still so behind. Out of touch. <laughs> we Josh we apologize. Sega Saturn in the back room. No, not even that new dude. It, it's a Super Nintendo in there. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with a Super Nintendo. That's and the only thing the I'll play is consoles for sure. The only thing I'll play is Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> and I've cool. never and I've never beat it. As long as I've played that game and loved it, I've never actually beat the game. I remember that being pretty hard. Yeah, it gets tougher the, the higher up but I think the I levels. Uh, well, a couple of things I wanted to throw in and in, uh, back in time. Uh, I, I found out that this is when Bon Jovi's hit album "Slippery When Wet" was released. And I don't care how if you if you're I mean I'm not a big Bon Jovi fan but living on a prayer mm-hmm. hell yeah dude that's like <laughs> ultimate eighties so yeah that and the video for Michael Jackson's Bad was released in 1987 as well so, and I think Eric might have mentioned that on the last time I could be I wrong. think so I did yes so, yes I did so it's I'm okay. just going it's over Michael shit Jackson. that was already been taken care of hey it's Michael Jackson it's okay to mention it twice yeah it's okay. Nothing wrong with that. So we're going to talk Monster Squad now, and the first thing that that I made a note of was the TriStar logo that comes up because oh, yeah. I have such an affinity for those opening logos. But aren't we going to talk about what this movie means to us from childhood? Well, we usually do that, but I figured we'd get into it in the conversation with this one. But yeah, let's go around and talk about it. Um, I'll throw it over to Jason first. I feel some sarcasm coming along. And why'd you, th- I kind of wanted to hear you guys go at it. Cause I'm, I, I really have a feeling I'm going to be the, and we've got to settle something. Eric, was this a first time watch for you or have you, yes. did you seen no, it? No, no, I've seen this. Yeah. Okay. okay. We I saw this out. as a, as a child. Yeah. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I have, I have fond memories of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, if we're going to me first, uh, monster squad, uh, actually came out just a few days before I turned 10. So I've been in this great big world for 10 whole years and uh, did not see it in the movie theater. It was one of the movies that mom was not going to take me to. You know, she wasn't into wanting to watch it. So it was definitely video store rental. But she was into all the other shit we've talked about. So yeah, but we, did, but we didn't go to the theaters. The only one we went to see at the theater was Beetlejuice. And that was more, you know, I got Michael you. Keaton, man, Mr. Mom. So, oh. but, but this was definitely like checking the rental store every week hey is monster squad out yet is monster squad out is monster squad it's coming next week jason we promise it's coming next week get it rent it i think in a whole weekend i can't tell you how many times i rented that movie i mean watched it during that rental for a first weekend and i'd mentioned early on in these podcasts that you know transformers the movie was a heavy rental for me this is probably like number two or three as far as a kid of uh, renting and watching multiple times. And like I said, my mother was a great influence on me in the horror thing, but even her, she got to the point like really, you know, hand on the face. <laughs> Monster Squad again. I think I can only watch these guys do this so many times, but. <laughs> was that still- after one rental? 
So I'm just kidding. Sorry. Well, well the one rental, <laughs> well, the, well, the one rental was all weekend. So back then you could you get it on Friday and then take it back till Sunday or or the Monday morning or something like that. But yeah, it was over and over again. But yeah, this is definitely a fond memories. Many of them watching this movie with you know my mom and other friends and talking about it and wanting to be a monster squad. Uh, and I'll go ahead and get this out of the way. And the whole big talk that this whole thing is going to be is I still love this movie a lot more than the Goonies. But that's my opinion. But it was a bold. Hot yeah, hot take. Here's my hot take. hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my uh, opinion. Uh, but like I said. I hey, mean, Jason, Jason, you know what? Well, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Josh is loving his new toy, people. He is loving this thing. But yeah, it's it, it. I mean, those are both great movies, but this means more to me because I'm more of a horror movie fan. So the Goonies was great. And then all of a sudden you get Goonies with monsters. That's a horror movie. Debatable. And I'm like, debatable. It was, it up, so. But like I said, I'm waiting for you three to totally just, uh, you know, Keep running me over with that bus. Running me over. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I remember watching it for the same reasons, Jason, to, you know, you're a kid. You love uh, movies like this from the 80s with, you know, a group of kids getting into trouble, uh, you know, and adding the cool effects work uh, and all the cool monsters. Definitely. I love this movie as a kid. Um, I have memories of renting it for sure. And, uh, you know, the, the, the conversation today will be how well it holds up. Well, I um, definitely saw this movie as a kid with my parents. We didn't go to the theater to see it. I think it might have been on TV around Halloween, that or we rented it. I can't remember. Same. But we loved this movie when I was little. And I was telling my mom that this was going to be our next podcast. And she was like, oh, I love that one. <laughs> So, uh, yay, Jenny's mom. Yes. I mean, (laughs) I also have very fond memories of this movie and I still really like it. Um, it's not the Goonies to me, but it's definitely one of those like five or so movies from my childhood that like me and my parents kind of liked on the same level and you know, you would just watch as a family and older people could enjoy it and then can enjoy it as a kid. Yeah. I'm along the same lines as like you, as, as far as everything goes, I, I, I saw it probably on cable when I was a kid and I, I loved the aspect that it was, the you know, it, it felt like the Goonies with monsters. So as a kid, I can absolutely see the affinity for this and, and going back to it. Cause like Jason said, you just get the Goonies and you throw in the universal monsters. It makes for a great premise, but like Eric said, I think the discussion tonight will be, does it hold up? Um, but I mean, if we're going off of pure nostalgia, yeah, I mean, it was completely nostalgic for me as well. Uh, I, I watched it a lot once I had heard about it, but let's just go ahead and get into it. Shall we? Let's do it, man. So, I love the opening crawl. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> Eric, did you notice the opening crawl with the description of Van Helsing and everything? Oops. <laughs> um, I just dropped my phone. Um, yes. 
Okay. Yes, I did. And uh, I I had forgotten that there was even this whole intro with Van Helsing and all this business. Yeah, I kind of did too. Until this watch. So that kind of took me by surprise. And what's funny, we just recently watched the Evil Dead remake. And it kind of reminded me of that a oh, little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> How they just open on this completely random uh, situation that you're not you're not aware of what's going on. Uh, you kind of... You know, get the hang, get the hang of what's going on as you go through it. But I love the way they do the opening titles mm-hmm. and how they're, the the titles themselves are just very, you know, brief uh, and just not very exciting as far as the fonts and all that go. But as I like how it pans across, yeah, the cemetery, and then like the coffin opens and you see the hand come out, but the camera doesn't oh, st- okay. linger on it; it just continues to move through the room. I the think, hand coming out with the with the spiders and stuff, yeah, just sort of crawling out like a spider. So that's a great little detail for yeah. sure. And then, um, you know, as as we're going through the credits, you see that the Stan Winston, a Winston effects and whatnot going on through this. And then we cut to our shot of the the bat on the on the wall, which turns out to be Dracula. And one thing that I thought was funny, and they actually brought this up in the commentary. I watched it with the commentary. Is why would why would Dracula be a bat? sleeping on the roof and not sleeping in his coffin. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe he's, he's just, just maybe he's keeping an, he might've been keeping an eye out. Maybe he woke up early, had to take a leak and then, you know, Hey, I'm just going to hang here till sun comes out. What know. is his preferred form? Does right. he, yeah. like when just, he's relaxing at home, he, he'd rather be a bat than a man. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, yeah. that, this is another example like lost boys um, from a couple of weeks ago. You've got the idea of the vampire being in like bat form or whatever, sleeping upside down. I found I found that kind of mm-hmm. kind of entertaining to see it a couple of times in a couple. Of and movies. that's a creepy looking bat. Stan Winston did a great job with that. Yeah. That bat is, and then you see the hand when it, yeah. you see the the wing f- like fan out, and then yeah, you see cool. the hand slowly turning right. into human form. That's creepy as a kid. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah the effects are amazing in this, and. You know, obviously they would be being Stan Winston, but um, I love all this Halloween stuff with the Universal monsters in the in the you know it's like a haunted house, basically just set an effects guy loose yeah. to just make all mm-hmm. the coolest stuff he wants in a in a you know in a creepy yeah. dungeon. I mean, yeah, the only thing I wish there. is they would have spent a little bit more money than maybe going to a you know a la Spirit Halloween on the bats hanging from the ceiling as Dracula <laughs> standing there. <laughs> I was like watching it this time. I mean, I noticed it when I was a kid, it's kind of cheesy, but you know, even, but as an adult watching it, I'm like, man, I could go pick up those at spirit Halloween this week. Yeah. <laughs> those are funny. I actually like those. Yeah, but it's good. It's fun stuff. Well, that was a, like an, a tribute to like the hammer films. Yeah. So, and they mentioned that in the commentary that they wanted to kind of pay tribute to hammer films with that. Cause it's all just cheapo stuff like that, that they did. Um, I, I was kind of surprised at how much this, well, the evil dead comment was not realizing it now in the moment, but watching the movie, it feels, it feels kind of like an Indiana Jones kind of beginning. Yeah. You know, kind of Van Helsing number coming in the floors coming. You got the, mm-hmm. the dead bodies coming out. Yeah. Very Indiana Jones. And I, and you know, that kind of starts with, you know, being older and watching this through adult eyes now that, that, that one of the things that kind of bothers me about this movie is it wants to be so many different movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I see a lot of Indiana Jones here. We'll get into more of what I see later on, but that that's kind of where I started to this watch really start to see 
what it was that was turning me off about this. It's like, well, the the movie itself is just from from the get go. It's using Universal monsters from different movies, yeah. right? But but so you're you're already derivative in the sense that your your concept is taking these characters yeah. that exist already and putting them in your movie. Yeah. It's so, almost like a homage type movie. Yeah, I think there are times in this movie where it, it almost tells you, like, don't overthink this, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, how'd the dog get up here anyway? You know, they shot an explanation for that, and they had to, they had to cut it, because that's oh, one really? thing I will say about this movie. It is, it is a brisk, very easy 82 minutes. Easy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's like, like I love a like, short movie, and, and they move this plot along fast. Oh, yeah, they're flying super fast. Well, I was gonna say since we're still on that first scene there of it all shot, uh, I, I got a question for everybody because I know we're all Evil Dead fans. Who did the portal better, this movie or Evil Dead Two? Uh, because you know, that portal looks absolutely so much like and really Evil that, Dead <laughs> and that stuff is 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 a little uh, Army of Darkness as well, just yeah. the period stuff with the yeah. kind of similar look with the. You know, well, at the end of Evil but, Dead Two, he's flying oh, through yeah, the definitely. portal through the woods, and it even looks like they're doing the same exact. You could with- you could do probably a fun mashup with like <laughs> Ash. Going in the thing and then coming out. In, Ash in was a in Monster movie. Squad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're jumping way we're jumping way ahead now. But instead of Van Helsing coming and giving the thumbs up, it could have been Ash who yeah. grabbed hold of Dude. and just wave the chainsaw arm around. I think we. I, he I, says, I, feel a, "I feel a remake coming on." And as he floats away, he just says, "Groovy." <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I just, really uh, liked before it even got into like the opening scene is that at the end of the crawl, oh. <laughs> you know, it's all this very serious, you know, exposition about what's right. going to happen. And then the end is they blew it. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, <laughs> Van Helsing going sucks into at that his job. scene that it's not going to end well. Yeah. They're, they're kind of telling you exactly what you're getting into. And I love that. It just like sums up, Yep. Like yeah. the feeling of this movie. Moving along into nowadays, our time, 1987, whatever it ended up Current being. day, 1987. <laughs> um, we open on the kids in school, which this is where we get our Goonies stuff is because I, I almost feel like these kids were coached to be like the Goonies in a way. Because, I mean, they even look like them to a sense. That one kid could be like, they could have put Corey Haim in there. He almost looks exactly like Corey Haim. The, well, I think the main the main kid is a bit looks like Mikey too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I always, and I always think a little bit, I always think that the main kid in this one, I can't, I I didn't write his name down. Jason probably did. What? The the Uh, main kid. Yeah. Andre. It's Andre something. Andre Gower Gower, but his name was Sean in the movie, which is funny. Like you you said, Sean Aston, his name is Sean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The, The connections run deep. Uh, but what I found, I always think that this is young Steven Dorff from, Dude, what, from yeah. Blade. I always think that it's him. And the reason I think that is because young Steven Dorff is in that movie, The Gate. The oh, Gate, yeah. that's another good movie. And I'd, I'd really like to review that one, too, because I kind of hold that one along. Well, we'll get into that later. But um, so, yeah, I mean, but the the conversation with the teacher about them drawing the monsters and how Eric. This stuff's good. Like, I, yeah, all the stuff with the 
the opening scene with them, I think is is good. And the They're t-shirt, and, Jenny, Jenny, yeah. she had to have noticed the t-shirt the kid was wearing before, but last night she acted like it was the first time she'd ever seen it. Stephen King Stephen rules. King rules. Yeah. Stephen King rules. Stephen King rules. Man. A little on the nose. Yeah. I like it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid likes Stephen King. Anyway. But, you know, you're at the school and you're getting introduced to all of your crew here. And yeah. God, the 80s were homophobic, super homophobic. Like we keep saying it, but geez, mm-hmm. like it, this was bad. Like in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Well, the, the problem is too, we're not getting it from a villain in the movie saying something. These are our, our leads. Yeah. Right away are, are saying, Oh, he's, he's getting homo ish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause the principal put his hand on his shoulder or something. I mean, they yeah. are, they are yeah. not, it's not good. And then, you know, you get your, your chunk analog as well. Yeah. yeah. Fat kid. Yeah. yeah what they call him. They call him fat they kid. They call him right. fat kid. Yeah. They even is like, that's, that's the thing that gets me about this is even his crew, his, his group of friends mm-hmm. identify him as fat kid, which mm-hmm. kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, and then you get the scene where he's being bullied, um, by another kid at school. EJ. And- by EJ. the big brother from right. the Wonder Years, yes, I hated exactly. that kid, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, I he was a bad, he was a freaking ass in the Wonder Years, man. I know, <laughs> dude. I hated that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you get your introduction to Rudy, who yes. is the cool kid, and he's cool, but. He's also a bully because he turns around <laughs> and makes EJ eat this candy bar off the ground where it's been smooshed. Like, well, he smooshed it. Well, so yeah. it's his fault. Yeah. I don't know. Well, okay. This is instant really karma, and I don't. I don't mind. I don't know. It. You can't like dispel bullying with bullying. Like, it's not eye for an eye out here. Like, that's yeah. not how you. Yeah, you know, but progress. in nineteen 19- defends. He defends a, a defenseless kid. So. Right. Yeah, yes, he does. And that's why he's cool. But then he turns around and he becomes what he was fighting. That was one thing that really drew me to this movie and what like kind of connected with me. Cause I'm, I'm a big guy. I've always been a big guy and I kind of had, uh, you know, I was able to connect with Horace and um, just the, the name fact, is Horace. Yeah, and, the, and the fact that, you know, there was a kid in a movie that was standing up for, for a kid who was being bullied for whatever reason, like that really connected with me. And that's one of the reasons that I, I fell in love with this movie was that sort of stuff. And I like it, but it's just, it's another one of those things from the eighties that does not age well. Yeah. yeah. Because then Horace, the one who's been bullied goes and bullies Phoebe. Yeah. The little adorable girl. She's so adorable. She's so cute. I love her. Like, she's good. I, I want to go back real quick. I mean, this is all stuff that I want to get into and talk about. And it's, I mean, we've we made a pretty good discussion of this, but I want to talk about the conversation they're having with the principal or whatever in the office, and they're talking about the, the drawings that they're doing, and they're talking. Wait, about Wait, I want to talk about the opening of the film. <laughs> Well, sorry. Can, sorry. Let's just rewind this. Let's go can back. We to talk the about. Can we talk about the Lost Boys? Yeah. Start over. <laughs> cut. Cut. But they're talking sorry, about John. this teacher that that is the cat lady, and <laughs> I wanted to. I gotta still like. <laughs> she looks like, like she a looks, cat. looks like. 
that is one thing that I love about this. Meow, meow. Their, their interconnectivity they do with, they set something up and then they pay it off. Um, because that's great. Yeah. You know, they talk about that in the office and then you see her on the way out and it just, it gets a laugh. And it, if you don't pay attention, you'll miss something like that. Yeah. As many times as I've seen this movie, I had never noticed that before. Um, so that was one thing that I noticed. Like there's a little, a lot of little things like that, that kind of give, give we this all movie did that as kids. redeeming quality. As kids. So. Yeah. And we all mm-hmm. did that as kids. We had teachers, you know, we gave them nicknames or made fun of them because, you know, they were teachers, you know, I mean, we loved some of them, but there was always that one that, you know, everybody had a nickname for or something like that. Originally Dustin Diamond had a part in this screech from back to the, oh. yeah, from, oh. back, from back to the future. No. Listen to me. Um, say by the say bell. By the bell. So, so yeah, he's awful anyway. So yeah, that's, yeah. And that's the, bad thing as an adult. It's honestly the first thing I thought when they said that they had to cut his scene. I was like, oh well, I I kind of took it as he was supposed to be the the sidekick kid, the kid that kind of looks like Corey oh, Haim. Like I thought mm-hmm. he was supposed to do that role, but I was wrong about that. My research I did was not good, but he did have oh. a shot in the movie that they had to cut. Oh, and speaking of the weird things like that. And I look back at this now, you know, the guy that plays Dracula. Did you know that Liam Neeson actually auditioned for that role? <laughs> Liam Neeson wanted to play Dracula, and he just said he couldn't do it. And they were going to use him, like, as a stunt double or something, but he ended up not doing it. Wow. Yeah, pretty uh, wild. After you look at him, like, I don't know if Liam the, – the guy, I forgot his name, uh, but he was, like, a stage actor and a figure skater. Dude, he does a great Dracula there in that opening part where you first see Dracula in the old gothic look. Duncan Rager. Yeah, Duncan. Yeah, it's a dude. It's awesome. So that's old school Dracula. Well, you know, the the thing I realized no sparkles, (laughs) no sparkles, no glitter. (laughs) Um, The thing I noticed on this watch and kind of some after watch research stuff is that I, for some reason, thought these were all licensed universal properties, but they're not. So they're all slightly different. Yeah. And they, they had, had to, to play them. around certain design elements of these. You know, they they moved Frankenstein's monsters bolts to his head, to his head instead of his neck. Yeah. And Dracula doesn't have the widow's peak, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and some other you know little things, the placement Which of was, ears on the yeah. Wolfman and stuff like that. But that blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, they're just like towing the line <laughs> of these yeah. characters. Well, I it's amazing gonna, they were able to use them. Yeah, and if you're gonna have anybody do it. Stan Winston's the man to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. He sure is. Well, I, I actually pulled some stills to, for us to talk about um, as far as the character design goes on these. Because honestly, like, well, I ended up getting a smaller picture. So <laughs> can't see much of that one. But I think the Frankenstein makeup on Tom Noonan is great. Yeah, like, I, I like think this looks look. better than, like, many of the iterations they did in, like, things they, they were trying to take seriously after this. Like I, I love mean, the way he looks in this. That's probably one of the best looking Frankenstein's that in most of the movies I've ever seen. Yeah. That's a really great take on the Frankenstein monster. It looks more natural, you know, it looks yeah. like a guy that was reanimated kind of, you know, uh, but it still isn't so disgusting that it's gruesome, you know, cause you have to, you know, he's our sloth. Yeah. So, exactly. and, and that's funny. Yeah, they, I never realized that was Tom Noonan until I was older. Me either. I, yeah. Not until this watch, actually. Oh, I, I I learned years ago, but it's but I always think of Tom Noonan. I'm thinking RoboCop two, uh, stuff Man like Hunter. that, Manhunter, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But then I look at it now, and every time I see it, that's all I can see now. I could I can hear his voice, and I see his face underneath the makeup. Last Action Hero. Oh yeah, last yeah, Last <laughs> Action Hero. 
Mm-hmm. Josh has never seen Last Action Hero. Oh, <laughs> hit the button, Josh. Hit the button. Whoa. What? You haven't seen the movie? <laughs> Josh. <laughs> he gets to push a button for himself. Yeah. Shame yourself. I, yeah. As, as big of a Schwarzenegger fan as I was, I still to this day have not seen that movie. I think you'd enjoy it. We're going to fix that. Well, we're going to fix that for sure. We go to the plane. Yeah. That's transporting. Oh, yeah. You had a lot to say Dracula. about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, the pilot's got to go check it out because he hears a noise and they're supposed to be toting dead bodies. So that shouldn't happen. Um, and he meets Dracula. There are windows in the back of this cargo plane. It is daytime. Daytime. <laughs> I think it's dusk. Uh, uh, look, it's dusk. It's daytime. I mean, it's not blaring. It is in there, right? not yeah. dark. And then <laughs> the pilot pops the cargo hatch or whatever, and he's floating there in the light. This just—it's it, like the one thing about vampires, like they don't go out in the daytime. Well, some do, and they sparkly, sparkle when they do. But you know. In general, the rule is sunlight, no, no. And I'm going I'm to chalk this up as dusk, I think. Uh, Whatever. I'm going as a dusk. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to roll in favor of the movie on this one. Sheep. I think it was dusk. It was well, a cloudy day. Like, the sun. Uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have so many Big Lebowski uh, sound bites. No, that's the, the only one I've got so um, far. Uh, so far. Josh is a big, big, big Lebowski fan. So, but uh, yeah, and then after that, you know, he flies out of the plane, and then all the other coffins or cargo boxes fall out, and then you well, you see the cape. It lands in the tree. It's like like there. There's the clubhouse. The cape is here. Yeah, it's it's like a hundred foot away. Yeah, lost his cape. Yeah, and the and the book is there. (laughs) The house. What's but, or no, I'm getting a little ahead, but the oh, cape yeah, the is mom, right there. The mom said, okay, okay, <laughs> here's some more connective uh, tissue oh, yeah. to the Goonies yes. here, ladies and gentlemen, that I didn't really realize till last night is the mom is the, oh. is the mom from the Goonies. Goonies. <laughs> yep. She was the mom in everything. Well, I mean, she's... she's Mary really, Ellen Trainer. She's really attached to Shane Black. Like, she's been in a lot of his movies, too, because yep. she was in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, she That's was right. the psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon, wasn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. And she she was in all kinds of stuff in the eighties, so we're back again with the the what would you say domestic domestic disputes in the household. This was another common theme you would see in eighties movies, right? Dad and mom are going to go to a, a thing. He's married to his job. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of like the normalization of divorce. Yeah, right. I think starts around and, this time period because you want and a see- lot of kids connect with that yeah kids were going through that yeah Yeah. you want to see yourself reflected in the characters so that starts becoming more prevalent yeah so but i mean she also stops her son from eating a carrot so (laughs) i mean the 80s were a weird time because nowadays i don't think anybody would stop their child from eating a vegetable willingly yeah That's true. Yeah, she, and then, she, she even yelled that at the screen when we were watching it. She's like, why would you take a carrot away from me? 
<laughs> That's true. Uh, that is odd. Well, the part I like is, is before that is when uh, they show the clubhouse, which after the cape, and then a uh, little Phoebe goes up. I, I, I've always loved that little line when she's like, it says no girls allowed right there on the sign. And she says, mom says that's prescription. <laughs> if you don't let me in. I know it's just discrimination, but it's, she says it's prescription. She's so adorable. But you still can't come that, in. Yeah. That little girl is awesome. Mm-hmm. And she, hey, she's the hero. So. She is chunk. She is the chunk of this movie. Like she, she is what along. leads this movie along. And she is great. I just threw up a picture of the treehouse so we could comment on it. That treehouse is pretty damn amazing. Yeah, dude, I want I'd kill Huge. for a treehouse like that now yeah. as an adult. Oh yes, <laughs> treehouses—the envy of my childhood. So, yeah, <laughs> everyone I, had treehouses in TV shows and movies, yes. and yep. it was always awesome and yeah. huge inside, way larger than you'd ever have. Yeah, <laughs> oh exactly. god, dude, that's like a, a couple grand worth of lumber up there. It's like a soundstage. <laughs> that's a treehouse. <laughs> it's like an Airbnb up there. Yeah, it's like it's like that show on one of the living channels or whatever you know yeah, the treehouse tree for show. adults <laughs> they have they have those now people actually yeah. buy tree houses yeah, and rent like them as airbnb yeah they were born movies. in the 80s and they watched all these movies and now they have yeah. money the 80s led us to believe that tree houses were gigantic mansions for children and that <clears throat> uh attic attic bedrooms were the oh, like the yeah. shit Ma'am, Dude, yes. we'll get to that in gremlins but I, I remember billy's bedroom in gremlins was like whoa that's that was what I wanted yeah. as a kid. Yeah, and I love you know we keep talking about all these homages that this movie does, and I love the one about uh, Sean explaining to his dad about Groundhog Day. Okay, because I, 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 pull, I pulled a clip. I pulled a clip. Dude, yeah, this. play the clip. Tomorrow night, that'll be too late. The guys will blab the entire plot. Plot? Your plot, Sean? <laughs> it is a guy with an axe. <laughs> anyway, I thought they killed him in the last one. They did. And he returns from his grave. Returns from the grave? Sean, he always returns from the grave. If they blew him up, put his head in a blender, and mailed the rest of the pieces to Norway, he would still return from the grave. That was part seven. (laughs) (laughs) That totally sounds like me having this conversation with my parents. I know Josh at least had it, too. Oh, I was cracking up when I heard that last night. I'd, I'd forgotten that was in there. And this is, like you said, they're on Groundhog Day. I think it's part 12 now. It's so points fun at at this time what it's 87 what did we have six seven or eight I friday think, the 13th by th- this point i think part seven part seven would have came out this year so i'm not no no i'm sorry not part seven part six i don't know it's, yeah you've just gone through the whole slasher craze yeah, yeah ever, they just keep like you said they just they killed him with an accident he come back from the dead and blah 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 and i'm like i relate to this so much and i know <laughs> yeah. my mom at the time probably had the same conversation with me over and over why did you have to go see this one again? I thought he was dead. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, in the old days, you could actually avoid the ending of things uh, for a little while. I know oh, it's yes. funny that he still needed to see a day of, you know, uh, that's just an excuse. His friends would, yeah, it is it's just an excuse. But his dad gets a call because of a apparent break in at a museum. And I pulled a clip for this too that I'm going to try and play here. Uh, because we get introduced to his partner in this scene, and this dude is hilarious. Like, no, he's a sarcastic ass. Oh, it's oh, funny. I love it, dude. I love this guy. So, to Stan Shaw, he's he's been in a few movies from the eighties. And- so let me get this straight. You telling me there was this two thousand year old mummy here, right? <laughs> yes, sir. 
Now he's not here. He's gone. And you're saying you didn't hear anybody come in here or leave. Is that right? Can you hear me now? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) So nobody took the money. I would have heard them. Of course he would have. Stupid question. (laughs) Did you take him? No, sir. Just a shot. (laughs) This case is too hard, man. Let's be firemen instead. I'm glad you're getting major laughs out of this, Rich. The problem is, 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. Cue the mummy walking away. Cue the mummy walking away. (laughs) (laughs) And I absolutely love the look of this mummy. Yeah. This is a really good mummy. I love the way that his rags are, you know, situated. There's a part later that I I just love about the way they've done this. Uh, It's a really good mummy. Oh, yeah. The mummy is my favorite. That's great. Just from a design standpoint, he is the coolest looking. And just he looks like a mummy. Like, yeah. I think it's like mummy. a mummified person. Yeah. Like I, I, I think this is better than the original Universal design. Honestly, like I would, this would scare me shitless. The original one doesn't really do that to me. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, but before this, we did skip one part. Is where the guy goes into the police department, hollering that he's a werewolf. Because if you see yeah. where he walks away, the moment we see the ambulance coming by from what had just previously happened. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The guys in the freaking police station holler, "I'm a werewolf. Shoot me!" And they shoot him. And that guy Lock is me up. John John Grise is the actor. Uncle Rico, Uncle Rico, <laughs> greatest football player ever. But yeah, you know, and they finally do shoot him, and then they throw him in the ambulance, and then it leads up to what we just saw with the mummy walking away and yeah. the ambulance driving by. So I also wanted to talk about Wolfman because, Dude. all right, I think this looks really goofy. <laughs> Wolfman is is it's probably goofy. the weakest yeah. of the group. I do like it though. His eyes are too far apart. I think like, and the uh, and, and the teeth aren't pointy enough. I don't know. I just I I have got issues with the way this Wolfman looks. Well, my bigger issue with him is is how they build up his torso so much. He when he runs around, he he you can see his proportions are off. Yeah. Um. But I the look of the mask doesn't bother me so much. Ahead, I, yeah, I think this is some of the better uh, Wolfman looks from around the 80s. Because, I mean, you think back before this, we had the Wolfman from Silver Bullet. It looked like an overgrown monkey ape looking thing. And it was horrible. There have so been this some to, very bad werewolf bad, designs. Yes, over the years. But so I, I was when I was a kid, I mean, I mentioned this before, I love the Wolfman. The Wolfman is right there underneath Michael Myers as far as my favorite horror icons. But uh, this was still a very satisfactory looking Wolfman. Yeah, are there better? You definitely. But as a kid in 1987, that still looked great. The uh, the step by step transformation of the a Wolfman later in the movie pretty, was pretty good as well. I yeah. think. Yeah, oh, when he's in the the phone video. booth. Oh, the that's great. Booth, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I that's got a I got a clip of that. I want to play we'll when get we get to that, to that, one. that spot of it. How does Dracula control them? I mean, you know that you know vampires, Dracula, they have mind control, but how do they all want to work for him when they could go out and do their own thing? Well, that's what this movie does not explain at all. Well, <laughs> he's yeah. got the, he's, I think that the, cane, the wolf headed cane yeah. is controlling the wolf at least. Yeah. The, the silver wolf is, cause it's is, probably a silver headed cane. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, this is, a the wolf very is clearly convenient. not cooperating. Cause the hey. cane is very reminiscent 
of the 1941 <laughs> Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. with the cane. Yeah, it's oh, very. Okay. It, it's that cane looks a lot like that, but I know it wasn't because can't have the universal crossover. But I could see that. But with Gilman, which we in this scene we finally meet Gilman, aka Creature from the Black Lagoon. That is some creepiness. I love, I love is, this suit, dude. Yeah, it is. And it, it's reminiscent creepy. of Predator as well. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Eyes very kind of face like a, the forehead in particular looks very Predator. Yeah. They they, they took the old black and white creature and really did a great twist on that i don't like creature from the black lagoon do you want to get like into it film now? or the character um both both so story time. Got opinions. here's my hot take hot take hot take, hot take. when <laughs> i was a child once upon a long ago i went to an after school program but we would take turns, like, bringing movies. I was going to bring one for after school. I think it was supposed to be Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. And I packed it in my school bag and I took it. The teacher or whoever gets the TV, VCR, combo, you know, it's on that big rig that yeah the like, rolling everybody rig had tv <laughs> yeah. on top vcr on bottom roll it from one location to another and if you saw your teacher with that and going to clean classes you're like yes it's movie day. yes movie day <laughs> um so she got that all set up and I, she asked me for the video and i go to take it out of the slip cover and inside the slip cover is not rainbow bright and the star stealer it is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. <laughs> I told my parents that it was my turn to bring a video. My father said, why don't you take Creature from the Black Lagoon? And I said, I can't take that for after school time. People don't want to see that. They want to see Rainbow Bright. Like, not everybody likes this stuff that you like. Children. I mean, in whatever child version of that I could yeah. convey. Um, but basically, I said no. And yet there it was in my bag. And the teacher was like, yes, let's watch it. <laughs> and to this day, I hate Creature from the Black Lagoon for humiliating me in front of my after school class. So your dad hit it in there yes. intentionally, or oh, oh, nice. oh yes, good Intentional. So Jenny has a, a a memory like mine. What we were talking about when back in the Teen Wolf one, where I accidentally took the wrong movie. To yeah, class. that's right. <laughs> yep. I, I love the creature from the Black Lagoon. It looks Lagoon. great, but no. that was a movie I remember getting from the library a lot. Like because. You go and rent movies. It was like a field day when I found out you could rent movies from the library. I lived like three blocks from the library, so and I was down there getting movies all the time. But back then, it, all they had was like the classic stuff, like the Universal monsters and whatnot. But I still found some good stuff to watch in there, and that's what I—that's my memory of Creature from Black Lagoon. And what's my? And I actually have a a, a recent. Well, when I say recent. It's been years ago. I actually got to meet the man who wore the Gilman suit in the original. Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon at a spooky Empire horror like con down in Orlando. Cool. He was sitting in the corner he, uh, by this. I can't remember his name. I feel so bad, but he was sitting in the corner. Nobody was over there because I think it was uh, like uh, 
Night of the Living Dead reunion and of Nightmare on Elm Street. So nobody, everybody was doing that. And the guy standing in the corner, and I went over and shook his hand. And he's like, well, I appreciate it. And I was just like, just let you know, man, you were a great part of my childhood. I mean, even though we didn't see you because you were in the big rubber suit, but love the creature from the black, you know, the little black and white movies and the whole universal thing. That's what, one of the thing that brings me back to this movie is that universal feel of all those black and white movies. And that's what, you know, did he talk still better in the Goonies? Did he talk about how they had to glue him into the suit for like 12 hours a day? Hours. Like he literally could He's, not take the suit off. Yeah, he said it was a, it was a pain. He had the suit there. Uh, one of the suits are partially wouldn't like all together like you could wear it. But uh, very just nice gentleman talked about it. Like I said, I just felt bad because I mean he he's a he was an icon. Yeah, and, and everybody's just catching up on the newer stuff. And he's sitting over in the corner, and so I at least had to go shake his hand. Yeah, I just I didn't even know he was there, but I saw his booth in the corner, so I was like, oh, I got to go say hi, but. But yeah, Gilman's designing this great, and this is the scene where you get all of them together. And I know the movie, the kids are the Monster Squad, but that's the Monster Squad, mm-hmm. yeah, right there. All of them, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster when they finally revive him, Wolfman, Gilman, Mummy. That's that's the Monster Squad. Squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> and I love. We were talking about the cane. I love how the cane just so happens to have a battery charger in it. Yeah, it's just jumping off Frankenstein there. It's a lightning rod, man. It's jumper cables. Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) But we skipped over Pete the dog. We didn't talk about Pete the dog. I love Pete the dog. Dude, he shows up throughout the whole movie. Pete's awesome. I love Pete the dog. Just wanted to say that. If you you didn't hear me the first five times, I love Pete the dog. (laughs) Pete the dog. He might as well be like right there with Phoebe and saving this movie. <laughs> he and Eugene, dude, Eugene's cool. The other, the, the you got Phoebe, the little girl, and then you got Eugene, the little boy, dude. Eugene is worthless in this film. <laughs> yeah, he does <laughs> nothing. He's not funny. No, uh, no, 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 dude. Come I on. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Man, did you, rough. I'm did sorry, you, Eugene. I, did I, I you, love, I love the scene when he says there's a monster in my closet. In my closet, dude. That scene is fantastic. That scene. I'm is, glad you brought that up. Um, is incredible. Do you know who the dad is in that scene? Oh my god, I totally forgot no, about who? the dad. He's the guy at the beginning of Die Hard who tells Bruce Willis to to make fists Take with his toes. Yeah, it's the same guy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But that's a great gag that yeah. that closet mm-hmm. scene and Eugene does a fine job in that scene, but otherwise he's more or less useless. Well, I love that he writes for the somehow letter summoning the army. Yeah, I love that uh, he writes the letter to the army and he lets Pete, any, anybody he lets Pete lick that. the envelope. <laughs> but that's Pete. That's Pete licks the envelope. You can't give Eugene credit for Pete. Eugene <laughs> is also like for the most part in this movie, the strong silent type. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't react or scream or anything like until the very end. <laughs> and I was just like, this kid is so stoic. Like, Yeah. And what's, and what's the funny in real life is, is he's a Faustino. He's the little brother of the guy that plays Bud and married with the children. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. That's his little brother. <laughs> I was like, I was, I, I didn't realize that. And you know, we did our, I, I did my homework and I was like, Oh my God. I saw Faustino went, wait, wait, wait. Is that Bud's brother? <laughs> it sure Bud. is. Yeah. Bud Bundy. So when the gill man is out of the water, is he, can he breathe air or is he just like slowly suffocating? I had the no. same question. I think, no, I do. Crocodiles and alligators, man. They can well, be outside the water, yeah. they can breathe, and they can go back. But if, well, do they call him Gill Man? Because that would suggest he has gills. Which right? means I, we'd have to breathe the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he's amphibious, uh, but. An amphibious yeah, rodent? He's, when, when, they, when they're reviving, <laughs> when they're reviving Frankenstein, as they call him in this movie, uh, Frank. he's sort of like gasping. You know, yeah. I, think I think he's, he's just, just exciting. I think he's just acting. Yeah. And he's excited right. and he's in a suit or whatever. But he's I like, kept thinking, is he my, my buddy Frank is awake, man. We're all hanging out, dude. We're going to go down and have, to have some shots, play some pool. Why is the mummy in the closet? I don't know. I had the same exact question. We, we me and you have a lot of the same questions. Here. <laughs> There's no reason for it. And he's the fastest mummy I've ever seen because he gets yeah. out the door and out the window and closes the window halfway before they can turn around and get the dad out the door. Like this is the you fastest. Could say, ever. I guess that he's looking for the book. Yes. Maybe? That's I think, a reach. Yeah. After that, yeah, Jason they jumped on that one, didn't he? I think he they're looking that. for the book. They're looking for the book. We've explained it. Okay. That's it. That's, That's it. what we're all here for is figure this out. We got to figure this out guys. We're going to figure it out all together. And if somebody else knows, you know, send us an email or a Facebook thing telling us that we're wrong and please explain it to us. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up was the dad and the uh, the kid watching the the movie from the rooftop with the radio oh, in the drive-in and every stuff. Every kid would love that, right? Yeah, I what a magical like movie lover moment. Yeah, you know and that's I mean again like we're getting back to those things that those are the things that stuck with me in this movie was maybe not even necessarily the story or the the monster. I mean the monsters right, look great, but it's it's those little things that got me was. There's a lot of great moments in this movie mm-hmm. and yeah. oh, stuff yes. between them isn't so great, but they do have some fantastic classic moments, the, the, the mummy gag and some others, but yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I figured Jenny would bring up something about them sitting on a roof and it's lightning outside. Oh, I did have a note on that. <laughs> they're <laughs> sitting on the roof in a, in a lightning storm. Yeah. Not only that, Usually. it looks like they're up on a hill looking over the movie theater. Yeah. So you're even higher and they're up on the roof and the roof's got a good pitch to it. And I think there was some kind of roof antenna there as well. So yeah, not All safe. I noticed was that, you know, so you're imagining that they're watching the groundhog day 12 or mm-hmm. whatever. And the kid goes, Oh wait, this is the best part, but he hasn't <laughs> seen it yet. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm going to use the term lazy writing on yeah. that one. Sure. That's just bit. not thinking about, you know, what's again, been like, written already. And this is really... It's, it's not important. We're nitpicking. Yeah, we're very nitpicking. Like, this this really... I have kind of come to terms with the fact that this really is a movie for, for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really go deep into the under underbelly of, like, adult humor too much in this. Um, it does... It does... Bu- a little bit. It does bully humor quite a bit but not really the i mean the only adult stuff that you see underlying is the divorce stuff and the counseling mm-hmm. and all of that well you've got the the peeping tom moment 
yeah on the sister and some of the sister stuff yeah. um gets into that and gets into some more adult themes. that's really the only reason rudy wanted to be part of it he's like that house is right there the clubhouse is there i need to get in there because I, I had that in my notes is why does a cool junior high kid want to hang out with a bunch of probably intermediate school kids well yeah that, <laughs> i i had that too you know I always thought Rudy was so cool because he's like got like the greaser look with the jacket and everything, right. but he like skids up on a bicycle with right a banana now. seat, <laughs> yeah. banana and seat bike at that. Yeah, and he and he is like a, a junior high guy hanging out with some you know sixth graders or fifth or even younger in some of them, Eugene. And yeah, I mean he and, uh, he's the he's the reject where he currently is, so he's going back, right? To, like so he's just as much of an outcast as these kids right. are. He's just yeah. He's being stoic about certain aspects of it and creepy about other aspects. Did y'all know kids like that? I sure did. Kids that were like older and they'd they'd act like they were just like cool as hell. And you're just like you're an elementary school kid and you think they're so cool. Right. And then you get older and you go, Oh, the guy in middle school that hangs out with elementary school kids is not cool. (laughs) No, not cool cool. at all. Just Um, when you get to junior high and high school, you don't want to hang out with elementary or junior high kids. I mean it might be your little brother, but then again, you don't even want to hang out with them either. So, but I love when they get back in the house after the movie and, uh, Sean sees the note on the, on the thing that says, so, uh, it's Dracula backwards, but it says about the Van Halen diary. Did you see that? It's Van Helen. Van Helen. Van Helen. (laughs) I think they were meaning it to be Van Halen. Van Halen. It's not backwards. Is it? Is it backwards? I thought it was an anagram. No, it's an anagram. It's all mixed up. It's all mixed up, but the whole all of it's mixed up. Why wouldn't Dracula just say, "Hi, this is Brian Smith calling"? He has to make an anagram of his own name. You know, I looked at that twice, and I think it is Dracula backwards. (laughs) No, it's not Dracula because the first word is a. What's the last letter of Dracula? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, it's late. I'm old. <laughs> no, it's not back. It's not Dracula back. I think it you need to look is, at it again. It is. Alucard. I yeah, it was, it was Alucard. Hold on. We, we need a clip, Josh. I think it is backwards. Unfortunately, I don't have a clip of that, but I will, it, I will get it and post it on, the, on our Instagram. <laughs> so we kind of skipped over getting the diary. Um, you know, his mom gets it for him and... And it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty random, like, you know, again, talking about the connective tissue is pretty weak here. It just, yeah. Oh, here's a book for you. Okay. It's the book that we all need right now because Dracula just fell out of a plane. So in a backyard. So it's in German. Right. Yeah. Um, so we go from this to, I don't remember what we're doing between this and when the kids actually, get back to the tree house. Um, but I love how they go from the Frankenstein stuff where I think it's where we're seeing Dracula telling Frankenstein that he needs to go get the diary. And if the kids get in the way to kill him, um, which is a little brutal, but He's Dracula. I did notice that the little lake by the tree house and the little cutout as they mm-hmm. pan over to it, I was like, holy shit, they're homaging the original Frankenstein here. Where yeah. Frankenstein approaches the girl at the water and yeah. he yeah. throws her in and all that. I never noticed that before. Oh, no, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's um, – I don't know how much you guys watched Frankenstein movies. There was even uh, – isn't it the one that is uh, Robert De Niro? 
that played Frankenstein in one of the yeah, uh, yeah. or no yeah it they was have Robin like a scene hand. like but it's the old man but there's a scene in most all those Frankenstein movies where it's always where he comes upon an innocent yeah in a sense like that but the original one was yeah with the little girl and she's throwing flowers into the mm-hmm. pond and so he thinks that she of pretty flowers well she'll float too but she doesn't obviously mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah I noticed that a long many years ago but yeah it's definitely a cool thing because then Phoebe makes a new friend yeah it does so. And, and side so note, cute. side note, Josh was right. Ah, Alley card. Yep. yep. <laughs> I had it here on my computer. I just went. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to prove Jason wrong very often. So <laughs> take it while you can get it. But um, Phoebe's not the only one who makes a new friend uh, because the diary is in German they somehow know that their creepy neighbor who they're afraid of is German. Is German. Well, scary German guy. Scary German scary guy. German guy. Um, so they go to his house to bravely approach him to get him to help with the diary. <laughs> and he just tortures them with pie. <laughs> yeah, what was it? I forgot what it is. They walk up says, how do you say please don't murder us in German or something. Yeah, and he yeah, actually yeah. says it in German. They're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you, that's part where he walks up with that the cutter. Knife, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, ah. Yeah. And he's adorable. Um, but he's, you know, reading from the diary. And he says what they need to do to stop evil from taking over the world. And they need a virgin. A virgin. They need <laughs> a virgin. <laughs> and I just want to point out that they do not specify <laughs> the sex of this virgin and all these little mofos, you know, ain't or, getting any. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep, oh, they are those days, <laughs> but that is the thing is that men are sinners so therefore they don't have a clean soul but a virgin woman is free of sin i think that i think that's what we're supposed to assume is it's, yes. it's supposed to be a virgin girl which is sexist yes i understand and completely overgeneralizing stereotypical male female roles no i in society. completely agree with you cuz the entire time i'm thinking any of you fucking kids could read this <laughs> yep you know Yep, maybe the old man could too. Shoot, he might he might be um, eating well, something. No, wrong. Well, no, there's. I love the exchange they have at the That's end. A different movie. Like, He's not a virgin. Have you asked him? <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever been dorked? Right. Dorked. I love the dorked. <laughs> okay, I do have something. To Doesn't hold up. Clearly, something a virgin would say. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. The one thing I've noticed, uh, you know, just watching little things throughout the whole movie. And you, you know this through the 80s and even on. And uh, uh, Wayne's World brought this up about product placement. Have you noticed that they drink an awfully lot of Pepsi, Pepsi in this movie? Burger King, Burger King is prominent in this. Oh, and there was something else Adidas. that I... Adidas. Adidas, yeah. Adi- hey, Josh. You, you're, you're, uh, they yeah. got Adidas. Josh is rocking Adidas tonight. I'm He's always funny. rocking a theme with the shows, guys. Something from the sh- something from the movie will be experienced in my in my. Something. Hey, I, I, I don't know where I'm going on your person. On my person, <laughs> in my surroundings. But I was just like, man, there's so much Pepsi. In this. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> that white Adidas jacket was so rad. Oh yeah, yeah. the main kid wears at the mm-hmm. end. Oh lord, that th- I want one of those, bud. 
Dude, I even brought up the point where he rocks that when he's in the, the haunted house. Dude, he's even rocking before I'd. I mean, I really don't think it really caught on until the late 90s and early 2000s because, you know, the whole metal scene. He's rocking urban camo pants. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. Dude, Horace was ahead of time. He was rocking those, but shortly before that, he was rocking the one, one side of the shorts was blue, one side of the shorts was white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred Decker even comments on that in the commentary. He's like, look, oh, those are awful shorts. <laughs> yeah, the fashion choices, again, are not great. They'll be back in no time, yeah. guys. Yeah. Kids will be wearing them in no time. Um, but yeah, uh, but after Phoebe gets her friend, then the, the rest of the guys finally get to meet Frank. Well, I, I do want to comment on when we leave a uh, scary German guy and how oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, you know, they say, man, you sure know a lot about monsters. Oh, and yeah. Goes, I suppose I do. And it shows the 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 tattoo. concentration camp tattoo camp on tattoo. his arm. Oh, I yeah. thought, again, like, that's what I started noticing in this movie a lot was that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd never really put that together before. And when I was a kid, I didn't know what the hell nope. that meant at all. Nazis <laughs> were some monsters for sure. Yeah. Yep. So... Now is when we get Phoebe and Frank. Yeah. And this is adorable. It's adorable. She holds his finger. Yeah. So cute. Come on, guys. Don't be chicken shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, didn't I read somewhere? Like, she kind of didn't want to, because she never does, but her parents were like, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and say it. She was on the commentary (laughs) track that I watched, and she brought that up in that scene. She goes, I did not want to say it. I was so scared. I even went to my mom and was like, is this okay? And they're like, yeah, baby, it's fine. But yeah, she she's talked about that in the commentary. I thought that was so funny. She goes, "Yeah, guys, get over here. He's great." <laughs> or no, maybe the I, does she say that? I don't know. Someone says that, but uh, it is funny, but, and he is. But great. even yeah, but even the music they play when it's Frank and Phoebe, yeah, dude, man, that's like that's like like emotional, touching thing. A little girl me making a new best friend, right? Because like you said, the guys are always giving her a problem about hanging out with them. And now she's like, well, my best friend is Frankenstein's monster. So so that's yeah, where I want to get in. That's where I want to get into. Here's my hot take. Here's hot my hot take. Hot take. Hot take. We've talked about this movie wanting to be the Goonies. We've talked about it wanting to. It's copying Indiana Jones. Evil Dead. Okay. This movie is straight up ripping off E.T., guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this movie is E.T., through and through like Phoebe Phoebe is is Elliot Frank is mm-hmm. ET like it hits the mm-hmm. same beats man I really yeah, yeah. didn't notice that until this movie and you got to say bye to Frank at the end yep yeah so it tugs at your heartstrings don't say it yet man I don't I'm not there yet <laughs> <laughs> don't say it so, but yeah I I noticed that so like at this point I'm I'm even willing to switch it up for like this is not the monster, the monster squad is not the Goonies with Universal monsters. It's ET with Universal monster movies, in my opinion. Now, I mean, because yeah, if you it's think all of them, I mean, ET is essentially the same thing. You've got this group of kids going on their adventure with 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 you know this. That's true. Alien. Well. There's also a group of kids in that movie. Yeah. Yep. So I was com- older kids and younger kids, right? And I was well, com- you know, a lot of the best stuff here is with Frank and, and yeah, yeah, you know. I, and they 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 make you care about him immediately. He sees the mask and he's oh that's scary. what I was yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the thing. Yeah, he's up there and they give him this is what you're supposed to look like or what you and you can see it, it bothers Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's that's an emotional moment. The yeah. monster is scared of the monster. And that that sh- that classic shot of them walking into the sunset. Yes. Oh, dude. And, you know, I mean, that is just yeah. 
It's a great shot too. I mean, yeah. it that, is. that could be the poster. I mean, it, it wouldn't it really probably was wouldn't yeah. really explain so. a whole lot about the movie. But the, I mean, but that's the same. You get that same shot in ET when they're trick or treating and walk, yeah. walking yeah. ET out into the forest. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just that really hit me hard this time watching it. I was like, holy crap! This and Jenny. I don't even think Jenny had caught on to it Mm-mm. until I said something, and yeah. she was like, oh crap! You're right. I didn't take it. I didn't think of that one either. But that's a, it's a good one, Josh. Good and high then, five for Josh, everybody. High five, Josh. <laughs> high five. High five. I don't have that sound cue, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you know they're all up in the treehouse, and uh, Sean gives his big impassioned speech that nobody's gonna stop these monsters except them because the kids once again can fix everything yeah. that's wrong. Which is which is. I mean, that's going back to Goonies, yes. yeah. you know, the, the, the exactly. rallying, uh, you know. Yep, exactly. And um, yeah, they the fountain scene. form the Monster Squad. And everybody's, you know, getting ready to do battle, you know, with the monsters. Montage. Yep, it's the montage. You got the song going. We've got... Um, Steaks being made, silver bullets being made, and, and shot business class. cards being made. Uh, He's making bullets in shot class. Because um, business Bus- cards yeah, are business essential cards. for thwarting the forces of evil. That that was funny and something I forgot was the, mm-hmm. the business cards. Well, well the I, one thing it's just ahead, the, it's just to set up the gag at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, it's solely yeah. just for that. Well, and then right before, but before that, we get the whole thing where Dracula finds that the amulet is in. 666 shatter whatever road that they're on right but it's like okay this amulet was in transylvania and then his van helsing followers happen to bring it all the way to right there yep yeah and yep. bury it behind a wall with crosses and garlic yep. and the garlic still looks like it was picked yesterday <laughs> right <laughs> again so, like that black garlic now. they're not interested in explaining any of this to you no. i mean it's yeah. it's meant to be as simple as can be for for a younger person's mind, just get to the next, yeah. get to the next set piece or whatever. Yeah, basically. Now, and, but, but that's not to say there's not smart stuff in it. I mean, I do like that they lined the place with the crucifixes and the garlic and stuff. And even when I'm watching it this time, I couldn't remember how he uh, obtained the amulet. Um, but I was like, he's not just going to walk in there and grab that, is he? Like they got all this crap no. up, and they and they didn't go that way. Thankfully, I figured he would have got like Wolfman to go in there and get it, or Frank, or somebody. Yeah. Just one of the other monsters to do it. But the thing I got to point out, all right, we're doing this montage thing. Rudy's doing all the work. Dude, <laughs> he's making steaks. He's freaking melting down silver to make silver bullets. He's still in the bow and arrow from the archery range. And then you got our, our main person in the movie, Sean, here. I'm, or is it Sean or Sean. Uh, Patrick? Sean. Making business cards. Yeah. Not important. as important as the other. Yeah, shows. I'm the boss. I'm going to make business cards. Well, you that, guys. That's why they made business cards. They had to give one of the other kids something to do. Yeah. Yes. But this is where we get back to Eugene because Eugene writes a letter to the army and the army, army. fucking shows up, Eric. That's why Eugene <laughs> is. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, which is just insane. Like, I will get there, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to write. I'm writing the army tonight. I'm doing it. Careful. They might show up. <laughs> But, you know, the, the other kid's job is basically to grill his sister on whether or not she's a virgin mm-hmm. and blackmail her with nude pictures. With the nude pictures that Rudy took of her 
Frank took that Actually, picture. Frank took that picture. Frank took that picture. Oh, that's right. Dirty well, old man. <laughs> who set up the camera? So, you know. I mean, who got him developed? You know what's going on. Um, yeah, total blackmail that doesn't work out quite as a plan. No, she's a in liar. In the end. She's a liar. But, but that's the part at the end of that montage is all that with Frank holding the picture. I love him yeah, with the sunglasses on. I yeah, love and Frank. He's, and he's holding all the kids. But then I read, like, if you, because in the world of DVD and Blu-ray where we can actually stop. Yeah. She's not actually naked on the picture. Well, of course. <laughs> and Something I'm so let down. Is going did, frame did you know by frame yeah, at some point. Experience? <laughs> uh, frame by frame. Dude, my, the VCR tapes wore out. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I know. I felt that way when I found out that that it wasn't. She's actually not even naked on the picture, and they should. I think they said that in the, uh, your commentary, Josh, because I read something about it yesterday that they were talking about. If you pause because of the world of DVD and Blu-ray, you can yeah. find out sh- she's not naked. Well, Frank Decker really makes it clear that they really were making a, a kids' movie for this. I yeah, mean, they were throwing in what they could, but there was never any <laughs> intent to make this like. You know the bullying is one thing, but it I mean it it, it rides a line pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, they say virgin and dorking, and they never get too specific with mm-hmm. what they're talking about. It could go over a smaller kid's head, probably. Yeah. The thing is, I think went Fe- over my head for sure. I think Phoebe says the worst curse word in the movie when she calls him chicken shit, doesn't yeah. she? No, no. I feel like the worst is later with Dracula. Yeah. I think that oh, whole line yeah. is a lot worse. I forgot about that. Okay. One. Yeah. That's you a pretty right, serious right. moment. You right. <laughs> but after we do the whole montage, I think uh, we go back to Shadowbrook or shadow yeah, six, six, six Shadowbrook yeah. road, whatever it's called. And it's Dracula talking to Wolfman in human form. And he's like giving yeah. him drugs. And you can tell like, uh, he really doesn't care for humans. Because he's like doesn't even want to deal with Wolfman in human form. He wants him to be in Wolfman. Yeah, right. And then he goes and we get our first look at the girls who would later become his brides because they killed them all back in the Van Helsing days. I love I love what he says to um, to the Wolfman. Uh, oh yeah, when he's going away, <laughs> he says, "I'll go have a bite while you change into something more comfortable." <laughs> <laughs> And that's where that he gets out, and we come to Josh. Please, you got that scene right. I'm queuing it up now, sir. Because that's where me and Eric were talking about that earlier. That change scene when the in human form, he wants to help out the dad the police with, and, yeah. in the yeah. police and all of yeah. them, just to warn that hey, there he Dracula wants to kill your son. Yeah, he tries to help him before the. That transition there is nice. Where the frame of the box crosses over and they use it to switch. Yeah. To make it. Dude. I think this transformation is better. It's good. Yeah. Let's say again, Eric. Transmission is better than what? Better than Team Wolf. Oh, yeah. I, it's pretty good. That thing where you spits out the white fluids and. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the face much better is expanding. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. And then and Wolfman skips away. Yeah. He skips away. <laughs> he starts skipping and then he goes really into a wrong torso and his short legs. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, do I gallop or extra, like foot high on his shoulders? So he's got these like weird I love shoulders. Yeah, I lo- but I love how he howls when he comes out and all that stuff. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he didn't look so goofy, I, that would be my only downside to this is that he kind of just that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not crazy about the way 
the, the face looks on the Wolfman on this. Yeah. No. Um, but then we get to the kids going to the, the house. I forget the name of the house, but uh, this is where six, we're... 666 Shatterbrook Road. There you go. <laughs> this is where we're going to get into one of our newer segments. You're going to need a bigger quote. Okay, now we're going to go back to Eugene, my friends, because this is the best fucking line in this movie. Creature stole my Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> when that Twinkie falls in the thing and he says that, oh my God, it's the cutest damn thing ever. Mm-hmm. I love I love that part of this movie. I think Another I, product placement, another, Twinkies. And... and <laughs> You know, and that'll that'll get us into like the taglines and whatnot for this. I love this one. Um, you know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? That's one of the official taglines. Once again, yeah. leaning on another property to uh, <laughs> all right prop yourself up, but yeah. <laughs> but we all know the favorite, the f- most famous line from this whole movie, and it's coming up. Oh yeah, I've got a clip of it. Um, let's hold, let's hold. The, should we? Well, hold we're that? on we're on quotes. I, I don't yeah. know if it's. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple quotes for, for this, though. Yeah. Uh, see you later, Band-Aid Breath. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> that that's was, a good one. That's another product drop, too, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Brand. Band-Aid. Um, yeah. And then uh, Sean says, if we pull this off, I'm going to shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> two and shits. Another, another one that is is touching and dipping its toe into some homophobia is uh, good luck, butt love. <laughs> I didn't catch that one. Where's that walkie one? Walkie talkie, I think. Yeah. It's very quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, over the walkie talkie. That was something that graded on me in this. They do it at the beginning and then here over the walkie talkie, but it's the I know you are, but what am I? Oh, the Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They, they they said that a lot in the beginning. Well, of they the even movie. go and they even do say infinity or something. Yep. They yeah. They go all the way through the whole process of that. But yeah. Um, But while we're at quotes, Josh, let's yeah. have the most famous quote well, in this whole movie. We're skipping over a little bit to get to it, but nothing too important. I mean, they get in the house, and uh, we see that Dracula's using dynamite to get to the amulet, and then the the thing falls on Frankenstein. Frank. Um, I think that's a sweet little moment, but I feel like I feel like Sean's a little cra- like well, crass isn't the word, but he's just like, <laughs> man, forget him. He he did it for us. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's really he's- unappreciative. Yeah, because yeah, they said they said, dude, yeah, because they like fell on the monster, and then he says Frank's not a monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. But then, yeah, but he is like, we got to keep going, man. We gotta we gotta do this. But then Sean's you- all about that business. But then you get your classic scene, and I'll cue it up here. And Wolfman's got Nard, ladies and gentlemen. That's the best. That's a late late night writing sesh. Yeah. Couldn't quite figure out what. I don't. Ah, Eureka, I've got it. Well, they could never figure out it. They had the whole thing about him uh, earlier in the movie. They talked about does Wolfman even wear pants? Can he drive a car? Right. You know, does he walk around with his. Does he got a wolf dork hanging out? You know, that's why he's got (laughs) to have his pants on. So we knew we were going to get something to do with Wolfman and his genitalia later. Wolf dork. There's another callback later with Wolfman. Wolf uh, wolf dork is not. eh. That one, I'm not crazy about the wolf dork. No. (laughs) But. but we're, I'm skipping ahead to this one, but there's also the, the one that stuck with me was Rudy when, when he goes to kill the, the female vampires and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Okay, <laughs> I thought that was the coolest line ever. Yeah, that is a good one. 
like again, Rudy doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Phoebe is the But do you notice savior. that there are three female vampires and he only kills two of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember the other Where's one? Where's the flew, other one? The other one flew away. When just, did you see her fly away? away? Exactly. Oh, you're explaining But she it. did. Oh, but she did. Okay, uh-huh. Jason's okay. got to explain it. <laughs> How about we say she got sucked into the portal at the end? She's just off screen. <laughs> off screen. <laughs> but we get the big battle between... But that's jumping ahead, right? We, the monster squad and the monster squad in the house. Where do we, we jump? Yeah, in the house, yeah. And we yeah. fall to the basement. Because he, they escape Dracula and the brides and and this is where else. the movie and this is where the movie turned turned me around because of the whole amulet thing, and and Jenny said it as they went in. She's like, "It's a trap." Yep. And I love the the like the haunted house vibe again mm-hmm. when they're in the hallways and there's someone coming from each side of the hallway. That's oh, yeah. fun. Like all yeah. that stuff just feels like a haunted house. It looks great. You know, all the character design stuff, the brides and everything all looks awesome. And, the, and you know, the yeah. reason this probably doesn't hold up nowadays, especially for the newer generation that are into whatever they're into now, is, you know, every everybody moves slowly. And, you know, nowadays in the movies we've gotten now and the things people are growing up on, you know, zombies run fast. Dracula moves fast. He can do all this stuff. In this, it's still it's still that thing where you have the opportunity to get away. You just have to be faster than he is. And right. people, mm-hmm. people have gotten so jaded to the the new style of everything being so fast and can get you so quickly. Uh, it works well in some things; it doesn't work so well in others. But I think that's all part of the charm, and especially a movie like this, is that they're sticking with that kind of stuff. Because Dracula could have killed some of these kids multiple times. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he could have just gotten the book initially and been done with it, which he ends up doing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that that scene also in the house reminded me of Scooby Doo. You know, yeah, just running yeah. from they're something. running away, and they they reference, "Hey, uh, haven't you ever read the Hardy Boys? You know, there's yep. always a lever." <laughs> or I used to read the Hardy Boys, man. I love the Hardy Boys. Yeah, Hardy I read Boys the Hardy Boys. Stuff. Heck yeah! But they, you know, they get the amulet. Dracula tries to get it from Sean, and this is fat another one of those things. He fat fat <laughs> kid saves the day, but it's like we're supposed to assume that every fat kid has a wrapped up piece of pizza in his pocket, right? And of course, his, he has food on him. Yeah, like yeah. I that doesn't sit that well with me nowadays. Mm-hmm. Heavy yeah. garlic, heavy garlic. And as a kid, it's easy to. <laughs> I like garlic on pizza, though. That yeah, me too. Delicious. I could never be a vampire. It's, I love garlic so much. <laughs> it is love garlic. It is smart, but it is cheap to to do it the way they did it, and that's the thing that doesn't sit well with me. Is like, you know, there's garlic all over that room. Could Sean have not grabbed a bubble garlic and stuck it on his face instead of? Oh, the fat kid's got pizza in his pocket. You know that yeah. right. So. But that's the thing is, you know, you're, it, they're, they're fat shaming in a sense, but they're also saying he thought to pull that piece of pizza out that fast and shove it into Dracula's face. I, I, yeah, I, at least he didn't go to take that, a bite of his pizza and slip and fall and drop. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what he, Chunk would have done. <laughs> you know, we're not fat shaming. Everybody calling fat, but his name is Horace. Yeah. I mean, with what's going on, he still had it within him to go, dude garlic i have pizza i yeah. probably put extra garlic on it. let me shove it in dracula's face and big scary vampire and he just reaches up there and shoves it in his face so i give it a you know yeah it's kind of like bad lazy writing for them to do that and more fat shaming but also like the well that's fact the that sad part is he saves it that's the sad part is it's it is clever it's clever yeah. writing yeah it's just cheap to do it the way they did it in my opinion yeah 
you know. But I mean, again, we were very lenient with fat shaming and homophobia and all that in the eighties. So, right, it was definitely wouldn't have wouldn't wouldn't have turned ahead back then. I don't think. Right. No. We get to our showdown, or no? Okay. okay so we no. We get the kids out of the house and they and everybody everybody pulls up at the same time. Don't you love how in the eighties movies, like whenever somebody's called in, they all show up right at the right time. Um, they so eat pie. We get the one thing that the mummy was good for in this movie, and that's dying. <laughs> I just love the way he unravels. It is a it's great visual a, gag. It's an amazing effect. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Like it looks. Yep. Flawless. Like when it, when it come, gets up to his torso and the ribs start falling out and stuff, like it yeah, all looks absolutely. great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. un- I mean, unfortunately, as good of a mummy as he looks and the, what they do with him, that's like the only thing he's there for is just for the visual gag, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I mean, he's there for the closet and for the car, and yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. But yeah, I love but the way he unravels and stuff. He's kind of like Eugene. He's only he's only listen. Damn for it, a couple of moments. In the- <laughs> I thought you and Jason were going to be having the arguments, not you and me. Yeah, and P- you and leave Pete Eugene alone. Hey, and Pete was helping Pete the dog, dude. Pete, he yeah, was Pete on. snagged the uh, the piece of the mummy so Bandage. he could shoot it. So I yeah. like how uh, I like how. Uh, and without Eugene, Pete the, would not have been there. He says, uh, "Grab the, get me some slack or whatever." Yeah. yeah. And he goes, he goes, no, and he goes, "Don't be a wuss." And he goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> All he had to do was challenge his manhood. Is fragile. Well, yeah. Dude, the freaking hearse that Dracula drives. Oh, yeah. Yes. With Dude, the with that big chrome skull on the front. I mean, which we see that because the, the two cops, the dad and the partner are running out because, you know, they got the call in from Wolfman and he's trying to go save his kids and then it, it drives through them. Yeah. I do like that sequence. Dude, that is crazy. Like, oh, we're going to play chicken with Dracula. And, I mean, as a kid watching it, like, oh, what's going on? And then it goes mm-hmm. through and you're like, whoa. I, and lo- then that's when- I love it too, but again, why the fuck does Dracula need a car, bro? <laughs> He's got to haul around Frank. He's got to haul around the squad, bro. There you go. There you go. He can't. I'm going to come around every nobody you throw it at me. Nobody, he can't carry around all these people, all these monsters. Nobody all comes time. out of this hearse except Dracula. I never Does, see Frank come out of it. I never, Creature can't come out of it because he's got to live in the water. Mummy's walking around town having a grand old fucking time. Werewolf and werewolves tied up anywhere. in Dracula's yeah. house. Who the hell is he driving around in this damn car? But that's Maybe the he thing. He picks up the girls with it. Yeah, he, he has his brides to carry around. And what it is, if they would have got the damn book, they all could have went to the bar, had some drinks, and thrown some darts. Yeah. You know, no, no wooden stakes, just darts. I mean, Tony it, Stark has cars. Yeah. He doesn't just fly around in his yeah. suit all the time. Exactly. Tony well, Stark is a human being, people. He's not an <laughs> ancient devil bat creature from Transylvania. <laughs> My goodness. I'm serious. Well, you know, <laughs> this bat creature. Josh is wound up tonight. This is a good one. He's really good at getting information because how the hell does he know that they have a treehouse that he's going to go blow up? And fuck him for blowing up that treehouse. That treehouse was awesome. It had was awesome posters awesome. in it. It's um, magic, man. He just uses magic. I got to let you I think. Or maybe he flies around as a bat, or maybe maybe the mummy does recon for him, or any of the other guys do maybe. recon for him. There's yeah. water comes up right to the base of the tree, so 
the, the Gill Man could have just been. Yeah, Gill Man could have been there the whole entire time, just keeping tabs on him, waiting for the we book got to show answers. up. Jason, we have answers for everything. <laughs> we got you this ask question. We'll take care of it. Yeah, it's me and Eric. We have your whole paranormal be, monster. I thought we'd be at odds tonight, but we are explanation. Same page, friend. Yeah, uh, Josh is totally against us tonight, and he has stepped away because he's such a the microphone. Fan. So Dracula blows up the treehouse. Uh, the mom hears it. And she's running around, and I think the dad shows up. But what I noticed in this scene is there are bags packed in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Mom's she out. She was a leaving. She was on her way out. Wow. Wow. The monsters have brought them back together. Right. And out. certainly it hasn't solved any of their home no no none whatsoever. it does magically yeah. save their marriage <laughs> but but the what uh, another quote that we actually miss is when dracula blows up that uh clubhouse i love the line when he's walking away meeting adjourned mm-hmm. <laughs> so he throws cheesy. that freaking it blows it up i was like but it, it's the tone of his voice the way he says it is like oh that's badass <laughs> he does have like a gravitas to him yeah that yeah is commendable considering he's dressed like he he looks silly you know like he's so yeah. his his costume is silly but he plays it so straight it actually yeah. it's a good well it's, it's it's silly but it's the throwback to the whole bella right. lugosi yeah and style, vampire dracula you know so. we've discussed all the other monsters and jason brought up dracula in the beginning but i think dracula is the weakest here i mean he hmm. leads things along but i don't like i don't like the actor i don't like the way he's playing it i'm just that's my hot take, ladies and gentlemen. No more hot takes. Um, no more hot takes well, for Josh. You had what about yours. what about when he unceremoniously kills the uh, the partner? <laughs> That's oh yeah, dude. That's, I looked at Jenny and I was like, "Holy shit, they're really killing motherfuckers People in this movie." Dying. That's what I'm saying. You were talking about there's not much adults. That's pretty adult. The, the watch the guy blow up in the car well, in and the burn la- to death. Yeah, in the last ten minutes in the movie, they decided to throw a whole bunch in here. You got you got. Creature smashing a dude's head, Jason Voorhees style. Style, yeah. And then you know, fucking Dracula annihilating all the cops that approach him. And there's one shot that's a little bit of a gag as he's walking up, but he grabs one of the cops by the head, and he's got the hat on. And when he snaps like his neck, the hat falls off. And people apparently people thought that like he decapitated the cop. And and Frank Decker was like, oh, no, that's just a nice little visual thing that happened that looks that way. But no, that was not our intention to decapitate the cop. This goes back to where Eric and you, or at least the two of you guys mentioned about the movie not holding up. Yes, they pull up in downtown, wherever town they are, which is basically backlot Universal Studios. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, it definitely looks like the 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 library in there is in a bunch of movies. They talk about it in the commentary. Well, did you notice when he looks up at the clock tower? Dude, I was like, is that the clock tower from Back to the Future? It's not. (laughs) I know, but you look at it, you're like, whoa. It's kind of reminiscent of uh, of, uh, Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah. I mean, it's... I definitely got the Back to the Future feel. Like when you look at that set, it's set up a very similar with the with yeah. the church in the middle of the town and everything. And you got like a lightning storm and stuff like yeah. that. Too. Exactly. Now, and then you get where the monsters all start showing up. Well, no, here you know to to, to piggyback on what you're talking about, it's is not. The no, it's not the neighborhood from Back to the Future. It is the neighborhood from Lethal Weapon. If you look, if you look when the car drives up into the house when Dracula blows up the treehouse, 
Across the street is the house that's Murtaugh's house in Lethal Weapon. Holy shit. So there's another another Shane Black connection, yeah. Shane Black likes people driving up onto lawns. Dude, Shane Dude, Black. Yes. Shane Black likes people driving up on the lawns. He likes having kids intertwined, intertwined with adult themed stuff. He likes kids to cuss. He likes Christmas. He likes cr- kids yeah. to cuss. He likes L.A. So you really start to pick up on what he's about early on, <clears throat> especially with this movie. And then you get the 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 fly in of Dracula, the overhead. Yeah, that's kind of it. Looks it doesn't bad. hold up today's. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole like almost reminiscent of you know the batwing from batman <laughs> flying yeah but that still looks awesome <laughs> yeah that still looks awesome but this is like okay yeah that really doesn't hold up but it was cool in 1987 yeah so so horace is trying to get into a store and the bullies yeah. are in the store and they won't let him in um and creature is chasing him and he's got a shotgun the bullies Say something, fat kid. I don't know what. Good job, fat kid, or something. Yeah, just or go away or whatever. And yeah, he <laughs> cocks the gun and says, "My name is Horace." <laughs> and I just love it so much. And if, and if anything about you know them calling him fat kid throughout the movie and everything, it gives him that, and and it gives you a cool moment with Horace to where it's like, okay. You know, you've been making fun of him the whole movie, but everybody has a purpose. Everybody is meant to, to be a part of this in some way. And I like that they, they give least, him the glory yeah, a little bit. They you know? at least acknowledge the fact that he doesn't like being called that. Right. And mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's had enough. It's hurtful. So right. yeah. at least they they do that. But they kind of play in the same with the same. No. They play there, too. So they kind of try to have it both ways. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's nice that he gets his moment. Yeah, and talking back to the the Stan Winston effects. Yeah, uh, I think it happens a little bit before the Horace moment, but when the bat's flying in and the dad shoots the flying bat, which is a great shot, mm. obviously. Yeah. That when he's in the window <laughs> yeah, and he goes shot. upstairs and it's oh. the half half Neat man half bat. You're it's like, creepy. Whoa, that's so some creepy. creepy. Yeah. Jenny was and even it, like, "That's gross." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it You're does like, like Stan Winston or whoever you know was working on that particular thing was just like, "Let's make this really, really nasty." Let's yeah. Cronenberg this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a little <laughs> man bat. Him. Yeah. and then Wolfman shows up and Dad's <laughs> fighting with Wolfman and yeah, we have, and so, they blow up Wolfman. Well, I, no, I, they I love they kick him out of a window. With, onto a bomb or with a bomb. <laughs> no, they sh- I think they shoved the dynamite in, in his, his pants. pants. Right, but in earlier when they were talking about how to kill a wolf man. They, they reference said, it. Yeah, they yeah. say, what if you push him out of window onto a bomb yeah. or something like that? And yeah. then they do push do him it. and it doesn't work. It doesn't nope. kill him. Can't kill him. And like again, that. great great effects where... Uh, Dude, that was great he too. He starts yeah. coming back together after being blown yeah. up. Well, no, but, before, but I mean, before he blows up, you get the famous, you know, you get another... You're going to need a bigger quote. You, you get another quote, and it's Sean. He goes, "Hey, asshole, you looked." <laughs> when he turns around, <laughs> I don't like that. That's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's, that's lame. <laughs> I just figured I'd bring uh, that up. It's like an attempt at a bad, a great line. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one falls a little flat. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the Wolfman coming back together. I always thought that was so cool as a mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But then I love when you've got Wolfman in the streets and the the cops gun him down, and then finally Rudy gets the silver bullet, 
and shoots. I love, I love when they show him, show Uncle Rico, <laughs> and he's like, he said, like, "Thank you, like, thank you." Like you can tell, yeah. like he's he's glad that this is to be over well, with. I, I think that's he cool brings, he actually brings in the little time he has mm-hmm. a, out of costume, or I don't even know if he's the guy in the costume, but no, it's a he, different. He guy. brings a lot to with what he does, yeah. you know, yeah, and, sure. and he is he's a. You know, uh, you feel bad for him. And the actor's really only, he's only got like minimal screen time in the movie. So, yeah, yeah. so I mean, he doesn't have a lot of time to do that, but he, yeah. he does a great job with it. Because that's the whole thing with, uh, I mean, werewolves generally, they're, they're tormented. Yeah. Right. That they're, they suffer. I mean, I mean, you think about how their body changes when they go from human to well, werewolf. I th- well, I think the and, gag, I think the gag with how do you kill a werewolf throughout, throughout the movie, they say silver bullet. And then they're just like bouncing around the other ways you can do it. I mean, mm-hmm. love kills a werewolf or love destroys a werewolf, but they yeah. bounce around that and they never really say it out loud. I don't know if that was the undertone they were going for there, but that's kind of what I get out of it was the, the, you know, the romance side of it. Yeah. But a silver bullet usually seals the deal. Do the job. Now mm-hmm. this is a little off topic, but when did silver bullets cross over into vampire territory? It's a big thing a in blade player. and, like, yeah, anything with silver and stuff like that, it hurts them. I don't know if it kills them, but it hurts them. It kills them in in Blade, but yeah, know, that's not exactly not in the underworld movies because they just use silver yeah. mainly against the werewolves. Right. So. Monsters hate religious stuff. Yes, they do. They <laughs> hate religious stuff. <laughs> that's their whole point of going to the church. That's good. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Which you know they are going to town because there'll be a lot of people. There's at, nobody there. at midnight. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. What, Who's is it? Got late, late mass going yeah, on here. It's not midnight mass, like you know. And I don't. What are they like? They don't even really explain why there has to be a mass of people. I don't remember if that was something that was translated. I guess they just wanted to be or, safe. Yeah, you know, yeah. They just safer. Wanted, yeah, you're, yeah. yeah, you're safer in numbers or something. But uh, then we, we get the point where the sister is. They're actually going to do the whole spiel out of the book because everybody's showing up. Yeah. All the monsters. Well, all, all this, I just want to say before we go too, too much further, when when the parents finally come into it, when the dad comes into it and, and you know, uh, all this, everyone's together, I started really thinking about Stranger Things, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, the cop, the kids, the bad guys, everyone's separate, and then they come together at the end right. in one big, giant hullabaloo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very Stranger Things. Very. You know? Kind of that's all. Kind of thing. So true. yeah, so she's doing the. She's trying to read the 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 German not very well. The German guy's frustrated with her. And then who saves the day? Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Eugene he does saves the day. Thank Is you. She a version? Is How, she a version? version? A version? They're all virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what Jenny said. But the funny thing is, is that Patrick's sister, you know, points out, well, Steve didn't count. He yeah. didn't count. He didn't Steve count. doesn't count. It didn't count because it was anal. Oh, <laughs> I am so sorry. The shocker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Jenny has got her hand over her face because Eric just went there. This it, this just went triple X. It doesn't count because women are taught to be ashamed of their sexual desires while boys are meant to spread their seed and bang everything in sight. So she can't admit dork everything in sight, that she's mean. not a virgin. So <laughs> dork, she has dork. to lie about it. 
which could cause the end of the world. You're right, Jenny. The idea that a, a woman isn't as valuable if she's not a, a, a virgin is absurd. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. We, we, we all concur with Jenny. I'm with you on that. This has been Feminist Corner with Jenny Lee. <laughs> girl power. You go, girl. Uh, so, so we find out she's not a virgin, so... Eugene promptly saves the day and says, is she a version? They get Phoebe to read it. say it right. What an idiot. <laughs> Eric, why do you hate eight-year-old children? <laughs> he hated his children when they were eight. <laughs> Just Eugene, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, dude. Hey, we're oh, sorry. Man. If there's anybody by the name of Eugene uh, listening to this, we apologize. You're useless. <laughs> you're oh, my God. I'm sorry. Right. You're useless. Uh, so Just this kidding. Is where, JK. This is, this is where Dracula says the worst thing anyone says in this. Well, yeah, except for he, like the, the no, he's pissed. homophobic he, stuff. He but, broke all those cops' necks, and he went to go get Phoebe. Yeah. He holds up the little girl. By her face. By her face. By her face. I can't even say it. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it either. But he's give saying, me the amulet, Himlet, you, you bitch, you bitch. Mm-hmm. like fucking Ripley style, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this little girl, very unnecessary. All he does is there some like magic thing that she has to give it to him, or can he just? Why can't he just grab the amulet and walk away? Like, yeah, I don't know. Why, why they don't, the they don't make that clear, Jason? Can you explain it, Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, it's he's Dracula. That's why he's I so. thought it, I thought it just needed to be destroyed because yeah. if it's destroyed, then evil can prevail because it's used for good to be able to suck the evil into the portal. Well, again, why didn't he just grab the amulet and not this Maybe poor girl's face and call her a bitch? Yeah, because for dramatic Chamber. effect. Yeah, for a dramatic. Because there wouldn't be a movie otherwise, Josh. Because <laughs> he's Dracula. But a cool thing about that part, too, is uh, that when she screams, it's real. Yeah. Because they said that they had him do the red contacts and the nice Dracula teeth. Oh, she was scared to death. First time. She she actually screams and for real because it actually scared her. (laughs) I was like, I would be, too, because you go from the regular, like. Like Josh said, he's just so uh, so so Dracula walk around. But that part with the red veiny eyes and the big teeth. That, oh yeah, that point is the only point where I think Dracula looks good is yeah, when they've got the red eyes effective. and the teeth. Yeah, and, and then teeth look great. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you see like what's going on with Dracula. He just kind of stops and he kind of turns, and then we see Frank has got a hold of him. Yep, from behind, Frank saves the day. He's got to S- save his Phoebe. Yep, Sloth comes in and saves the day. <laughs> And yeah. throws him onto a freaking metal spike at the yeah. church. Definitely. Which, yeah. again, wooden stakes, not metal, people. And Jenny almost, almost negated the entire movie last night because when the portal opens, or they finally get the portal open, like, at that point, Frank has already thrown Dracula onto the, the metal stake or whatever. And Jenny was like, well, Frank's the only one left. Why do we have to open the yeah. portal? Because yeah. now Frank's going to... But and then I was like, oh, wait, that's why, because he comes back. Because Dracula's not dead. And, and the third uh, bride is flying around in yeah, bat she's, form. She's actually going like, well, there's another, the dead one that's sliding next to them as yeah, they're sliding like- towards the portal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they get the portal open. Phoebe's real good at German. Um, 
and better than the girl that takes high school German. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she's. I yeah. was going to make a really bad comment right there, and you're. I'm glad I didn't. Stop. <laughs> Me too. So, um, portals open, and Frank is being sucked into the portal. It's ET, That's man. Sad. And Phoebe is saying, "No, don't go." My Phoebe. Bye. And he gets scraps. The stuffed doll. She throws him scraps. Yep. Yeah. So he can hold on to scraps floating in 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 uh, limbo for limbo, all limbo for eternity. With Van Helsing uh, doing the complete Terminator fucking thumbs up on the way. <laughs> thumbs up, Van Helsing, dude. From, that's Chuck Norris the, style, dude. Chuck Norris from thumbs like up. how how long like hundreds of years ago, a <laughs> hundred years, a hundred years, years ago. ago. Thumbs great. up. And Jenny, thanks, thanks I, little girl. I don't think now, Je- I don't think Jenny remembered it was there because when that happened, she laughed hysterically. I did not remember that it was there. No. Are we to assume that he spent a hundred years, literally just floating in limbo, like yes. floating yes. right on the edge of the doorway it, to limbo, so he could grab Dracula as soon up. as it opens yeah. up? Yeah. As soon as it opens up, he grabs Dracula, throws a thumbs up, and then flies back into limbo again. Yep. <laughs> he sacrificed himself for the good of humanity. Grabs Dracula, takes him in. And then the army shows up after everything's said and done. You, you know, in in in. Uh, and why did they uh, show up, Jenny? <laughs> no, Eric. Why? Eric, did why the did the army show, show up? Because they got a letter written in crayon that said, "Army guys, <coughs> help! There's, there's monsters. monsters or something." And who wrote but that letter? Eugene. That's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, monster hold on, was in my this room. Austin Powers thing. You know when when uh, in Austin Powers when Doctor Evil's like, uh, "All right, everyone out! Not you, henchman, arbitrarily pressing <laughs> buttons. Not you, you know, henchman carrying wrench." Uh, in this end scene, <laughs> when the army's just like running around, they're <laughs> like, "This is a set." The camera pans back, you know. Yeah. And and the army guys are like just they're like carrying things. They're like running around. It is it is hysterical to watch just the people in the background just do. And the commanding like officer just, is doing his best. Uh, what's his name from nine to five? Um, Dabney Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dabney the Coleman. Is <laughs> Definitely. But and, and, and who are you? With this is where the business cards. This is where you have to handy. have the business cards, man. You gotta hand yeah. it to the army so they know who you are. Yeah. The but monster. then you said it anyway. We're the monster squad. <laughs> okay. And the, but the and cool even that falls well, flat. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, it does. Because did you notice, like, we're talking about the people running around when they start to zoom out? And even the old man just takes the book and just throws it. Like, <laughs> hey, the movie's over. Movie's done, <laughs> guys. We're out of here. Wrap it up. That's a wrap, folks. Coffee and donuts for everybody. Cappuccinos. Let's go do some Coke in the back. Let's rock this. <laughs> okay. So this was also when we had the terrible. Um, Monster trend rap. of of a rap song that tells the entire plot of the movie at the end of the movie. This song is awful, it's gentlemen. <laughs> it's this is, bad. This it's is bad. the song is not just awful; it's offensive. It, it's yeah. It's 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 an offensive. It's like, and it reminds me of the song from Go- Ghostbusters Two, the Bobby Brown song. It's like, yeah. and I, I remember I loved that when I was a kid. Like I like I my did. mom went out and but got at me least the single that's Bobby that. Brown. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know who these who guys are. Is like this, this is just like what? What is this? What a disaster! 
Do we know who did it? Did it, did no. it I didn't look it up. I just we'll, we'll try to find here. It. We'll this it is exactly what I have in my notes. Um, rap song singing the movie plot. Bad. Period. <laughs> that is. It is bad. Even as a kid, I think I would usually just hit stop yeah. and start rewinding to watch it again. So that brings us to the end of Monster Squad. Jenny, worth a rental? Yes, worth a rental. Jason, worth a rental? Rent it all the time, especially right now. It's <laughs> Halloween, people. Rent this damn movie. Eric? <laughs> yes, but know that it's not great. <laughs> it's I, fun. You'll have fun with it, but you're you're not going to you're not going to enjoy it on too too deep of a level. If you don't particularly if you don't have the nostalgia for it. This movie is a lot of my love of this movie is Absolutely. is nostalgic stuff. So now, it is. And I will also, say I wouldn't classic. show it to an impressionable young person because there's some questionable business in there with the peeping tom stuff you know, and peep, well and the and the you know the homophobic stuff. Yeah. Um chicken I, I, shit. <laughs> Phoebe saying chicken shit is the cutest thing in the fucking movie. yeah, because um, chicken shit. But I, I would say it's worth a rental in in like this time of the year for sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a good Halloween movie. It could sure. be on thirty-one nights of Halloween on whatever channel does that. Watch it's it on cute. Netflix, Hulu, wherever you can get it. Definitely mm-hmm. uh, I, watch. It's a good one. Popcorn, scary movie, October. We did eat definitely. popcorn while we watched. We it. did. And, um, I, you know, uh, we actually, this is one movie that we've, in our interactions with people on social media, have actually reached out to us and said, hey, the Monster Squad was awesome. Hey, can you do the Monster Squad? I've actually had that conversation with a few people on our social media. And, you know, I, I don't want to alienate our audience by t- tearing this movie apart like we did, but this is all in good fun. I mean, I, I still have a very nostalgic heart on this movie. Um, I just, I am able to see the flaws in it now. And, and, but for this time of year, especially like, it's a great little watch, especially if you're doing the spooky season movies and, you know, our Friday night fright fest that we're doing right now, it's, it's a great little thing to go in there and, and, and watch and have some fun. But I, I, I'm not ready to say that this is a better movie than the Goonies by any means or ET. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it for all the monster squad fans out there. Yes. In my mind, it is still better than the Goonies. I don't care what you say. It's better than the Goonies <laughs> for me because Wolfman's got nards and Frank is awesome. And, and I like Frank better than I do Sloth. And you know what's Sorry. funny is... I'm um, going to argue this fact over and over again. Hey, respect, man. Respect. <laughs> Stick to your guns, buddy. Stick to your guns. I mean, I can kind of get on the, on the side of that. I, I think Frank has a little bit... Well, I was going to say I think Frank has a little bit more of a personality than Sloth does, but you're looking at two. You're looking at apples and oranges. I mean, yeah. two different. Yeah. Well, you're things. you're projecting stuff that with Frank that came from previous. Yeah, yeah. that character yeah. in other films is all being brought to this. So yeah, you know, just in this film, it's hard because it's a character yeah. that exists. But yeah. so yeah, for you Monster Squad lovers. Jason here at the VHS files. I got your back. I, I, I can, I'm with you. I can be on the side of it can be. You can like this movie more than the Goonies, but technically this movie's not better than the Goonies. No, certainly not in the grand scheme of things, quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah, you can definitely have your favorites. 
And, and even as short as Monster Squad is at 82 minutes long, I feel like Goonies, even being a longer movie, has a better pace and there's more happening in the Goonies than the Monsters. Like, I found dull moments in this. Like, I feel like even though it's a fun little conversation and there's some smart things in it, the stuff with scary German guy was a little boring. Like the lead up to some things was a bit boring in this watch. Most of the me. stuff in the police station is kind of boring. <clears throat> well, the only I don't know. I, I love the partner, dude. This guy. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> that dude's saying something, and I wish I would have pulled more clips from him, but anytime that guy says something in this movie, other than no, don't let me blow up in this car is hilarious. <laughs> well, that guy, that guy, that character feels like he walked out of lethal weapon. Yeah. Into this movie, you know. Well, that brings us to our next segment. Almost famous. Yeah, I know that dude. I don't know them. I know her. You, haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? Almost famous. The entire cast. <laughs> <laughs> there are a ton. Oh, except for the kids. The kids are unknowns, and I think they stayed that way. <laughs> for yeah, good reason, most, probably. Most of the people were the monsters. They're the ones who are more well-known, not for the monsters, but the actual actors who played them. Yeah. Well, the the very obscure one that I that I saw from the, from the beginning of the movie was the pilot guy. Um, yes. This gentleman. Uh, I've seen yes. him in multiple things in the 80s for sure. Like, you know, he was in Mean Streets. He was in Shawshank Redemption. He had a little part in Four Rooms. He Sopranos. Was in Sopranos. Uh, Vice versa, a Judge Reinhold, Fred Savage movie that I watched a bunch when I was a kid. That's what I mainly remember him from is that movie. I recognize the other pilot too. Uh, he's he did a ton of television in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I didn't so. recognize him, but that that guy was David David Provel. And then you have Mary Ellen Trainer, which was the mom, mom from the Goonies, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon psychiatrist. So yeah. she's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, Jonathan Grice, Napoleon Dynamite, See, Uncle Uncle Rico. Yeah, Tom Dude, Noonan. That dude's been yeah, Tom Noonan definitely. But the the John Grice, um, dude, that guy has had an insane career. Dude, I mean, I love him in Real Rico, Genius, of course. Yeah, Men in Black, Real Genius, The Jeffersons, Jake and the Fat Man, Quantum Leap, L.A. Law, Get Shorty, Martin, The X Files, Get Shorty, Nine Hundred Two and Seinfeld, ER, Twenty Four. Like he's been in a million <laughs> TV shows. Like just a character actor that's had a, a yeah. long career. Wow. That's the guy uh, that just sticks out to me of a guy you just yeah. know his face, you know. Well, I got the one I got. I think is obscure, but he's actually probably one of the people who's actually done something. Is Tom Woodruff Jr. He's the guy who plays the Gill Man. He actually plays Pumpkinhead in the Pumpkinhead movie. Well, he's an but, effects guy, right? But he's an effects guy, and he yeah. actually won an Oscar for Death Becomes Her. For his work, and he won an Oscar for that. So I was going to go with Tom Woodruff Jr. or, or Tom Noonan. So Josh has yeah. never seen Death Becomes Her. What? You haven't seen the movie? Yeah. If anybody wow. could see Eric's face right now, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! I've seen that movie. What a loser! I've never seen it. Yeah, How do I host a podcast about movies? Don't know. Well, I was going to say, for my almost famous, is Jason Harvey. I mean... Who the hell's that? EJ from Wonder Years. He's the bully. He's from oh. Wonder Years. Like, you guys, I, I know you kid. didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Wonder Years was huge. Oh, dude, I love... Dude, I'm still in love with... Huge. What's her name? Wendy? Wendy. 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 
Winnie, Winnie Cooper, Cooper. Dude, I'm still in love with Winnie Cooper. Um, <laughs> Josh has never seen one episode of The Wonder Years. What? <laughs> you haven't seen the movie? <laughs> what? This is this is shame and this is from tough and this, look. <laughs> yeah, and this is here. from our manager here at the yeah. VHS Files. The I thought manager doesn't. I thought to do this show because I thought I had seen a lot of things. Well, Jason Hervey was not only in this movie and The Wonder Years. He was in Back Pee-wee. to the Future. He was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, oh, right. Back to the yeah. Future. I forgot. Yeah, yep. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. So That's coming up soon, by the way. He's, Good job, uh, you know, one that I would see and say, hey, that guy. Hey, that guy. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, my, my almost famous is going to be the guy from Die Hard, Eugene's dad. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. one. Of course, you would pick Eugene's dad. You love <laughs> Eugene's dad. Make fists with your toes. And Tom Noonan's not a, a super well-known guy, but I mean, obviously, yeah. you guys know him for more than I do. Dude, I, I, he was the bad guy in RoboCop Two. He becomes the other yep. Robo guy. He's yeah. He's he's he was got the such axe, a, an unusual look to him. Yeah. 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 He was the fireman axe guy, bad guy, and last action hero. I definitely yeah. remember him being super creepy in Manhunter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that's really that that's really the only thing I've I know him from other than this. So I mean that brings us to our next segment. The good, the bad, the ugly. I'm gonna start good, the bad, and the ugly this week. My good is Phoebe Frankenstein and Pete the dog. <laughs> what is this trend of people picking multiple goods? They they come we're in a package. Make a decision. It's a package deal. Man. I could have thrown Eugene in there, but I didn't. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. I just, no, I you didn't. You're right. I know why you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so do you. <laughs> uh, but I, I love Phoebe, and I love the relationship she has with Frankenstein. I mean. With the ET parallels, I mean, we're even getting to, with them in the in the uh, treehouse. She's dressing Frankenstein up in the in oh. the girly clothes and stuff. Right, but I love it, and I, I mean, Pete the dog is. I, I just every time Pete the dog is on screen, I'm smiling ear to ear. It's I love like when they all put their any hands dog in, oh, in any movie, and then he puts his paw in there. Yeah, it's yes. so adorable, so adorable. Um, my bad is going to be the fat shaming stuff. Really sits sits in a bad spot with me. Like the fact that his, his own group of friends call him fat kid really bothers me. Uh, I love that he has his moment at the end, but that would be my bad about this movie. And the ugly is the homophobia. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty prominent, especially through the first half of this movie. And it just, it's very ugly nowadays. So that, that's my good, the bad and the ugly. Who wants to go next? Well, mine's kind of similar to yours. So I'll go, um, my good is Frank and Phoebe's relationship because it is pure and wholesome and wonderful and all the reasons that Josh just said. Um, my bad is the Van Helsing thumbs up at the end. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That was good. Like he could have just grabbed him. It the, comes out of the, nowhere the and it's so up, out of place. But, you yeah. know, uh, why, yeah. why would Van Helsing have known he the deed of the thumbs up? He doesn't. <laughs> that's why it's bad um and for the ugly you know, homophobia fat phobia yeah. sexism um it's the 80s trifecta of <laughs> things that you should not do yeah. in life 
or represent in movies any longer. Right. Eric, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, for, for me, the good is the Stan Winston effects. Yes. Uh, Amazing. The, the, the effects are, I mean, you know, there's a couple things that aren't as strong as other things, but across the board, a lot of fun. It, it brings so much fun to this movie. Uh, if, if the effects weren't as good, I don't think that I would like this movie at the level that I do. So that's, that's if I, that. If I were going to cheat, I would have picked that one as my third. Mm, you already had three. You picked the dog and goddamn everyone. Anyway, uh, the bad, I'm going to say the kids are boring. The kids are boring uh, uh, kind of across the board for me. I, the little girl's cute and she's got a few great lines, but, you know, I, I know we, we don't want to compare that or maybe we do want to, we do want to compare this to Goonies, but thinking of the, that group of kids or the group of kids from ET as well, um, you have more personality, more, uh, more chemistry, mm-hmm. more humor of yeah. the kid with yep. the kids together. I feel like a lot of the humor with the kids here, they don't have much to do. Uh, Eugene is worthless, and uh, you know they. I, I. It's funny because I think their best stuff is in the beginning with the principal, where they're just like earnestly saying, "Oh, you don't know that," and they, you know, that we like to draw the drawings. That stuff's. Yeah. Kind of some of the strongest kids stuff. And I go, okay. And then we, as we go, I'm just like, well, they're just kind of standing around a lot of the time uh, unless they're being chased. So I don't know. Just kids to, are boring. That's to my piggy, bad. To piggyback off of that real quick, Jason, Jason, you've seen brain scan, right? Oh yeah. Doesn't that scene at the beginning of brain scan remind you of the beginning, like with the teacher of this? Cause they've got the horror club and stuff. Sub. It's yeah. almost like brain scan ripped off this movie. <laughs> oh, maybe just a little bit. So, I'm sorry, Eric, you're ugly. No, I mean you're ugly. very nice, Josh. <laughs> oh, now we're ugly shaming people. Jesus. Uh, I was going to say the homophobic stuff. Obviously, that's the worst. And and you know we 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 do understand that this was a different time and and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of movies that came out before this that don't do that. And yeah. you know I don't I I the idea that this is supposed to be a movie for kids. Uh, and there we have our, our like like I said before, it's not even bad yeah. people saying this stuff. This is these are our leads in the first right. ten minutes of the movie casually throwing around things. So yeah, um that's we've we've talked about that. Go ahead, Jason. Uh my good um me and Eric are kinda on the same page there. The monsters. The uh the effects of the monsters, just the overall old school universal, not universal monsters that i grew up with as a kid still love them wolfman dracula all of them yeah and we touched on it dracula is probably the weakest i think of all of them as far as just the overall look but stan winston did a great job with what he could because like you said that with universal having the copyrights and the licensing to that he did a good job of creating his own version of the universal monsters the best he could and Mm -hmm. of course stan winston is still even though he's not here anymore, he's still the best. I'm yeah. sorry. Legend. He's a legend for mm-hmm. sure. But uh, my bad, yeah, I will admit. Uh, Is a it lot Eugene? Of the, oh. No. A lot of the practical effects do Son not hold bitch. up to today. Uh, they, I mean, like you said, the bat flying in, the whole backlot scene there, you know it's a backlot. It didn't even come close to looking like a downtown area. Uh, some of the 
the bats from Spirit Halloween stuff hanging up. Yeah, they don't hold up <laughs> till to this day, but it still made it for a fun watch when I was a kid. But yeah, as of today, that's my bad. My ugly, I think I'm the, the saddest because I've read this before. Is the fact you know this movie had a, what a twelve million dollar budget and only made three point eight million. And then I've read a lot on this, and I agree. They said they feel like Monster Squad didn't get the love it needed because of the Goonies and Lost Boys because it kind of fell in in between. It wasn't young enough for the Goonies and it wasn't old enough for Lost Boys. Well, I can tell you why. It's because it's a better. Those are better fucking movies. <laughs> but except for the Goonies, but uh, it didn't get the love it deserved because it wasn't good enough yeah. to get that but, love. Oh no, that's. I mean, I think it did. I think, and like you said, it has a cult following nowadays, and yeah, you got people hitting us up on social media. Hey, dude, dude, Monster Squad, and that's that's what my ugly is. It's just kind of bad that a movie that I thought was a great childhood movie just kind of got lost in between. Those are great movies. Goonies is a great movie. Lost it, Boys is, like I said, a top three vampire movie for me. So, yeah, it kind of got lost in the age group, I think. It was not old enough. It was not young enough. Yeah. And it kind of fell short there. Yeah, I mean, you you certainly don't want to judge a movie based on how much money it made. No. You know? No. Because there's a lot of bad movies that made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I, sure. I'm, a big, oh. I'm a big Nicholas Winding Refn fan, and that, mood, that dude is a phenomenal filmmaker, and I don't know if any of his movies have turned to budget, but he makes mm. gorgeous movies. So yeah, I mean, you definitely can't judge upon box office, especially nowadays. So there you go. Still a great movie. So we're gonna Better do we're gonna do another uh, new segment for you guys tonight. But this is called "If You Liked This." If you like that? Yeah, I like that. You're gonna love this. Check it out. Good, right? Yeah. So basically the idea here is yeah. if you like Monster Squad, you'll probably like one of these movies we're going to recommend. So mine is going to be the Jim Carrey classic Once Bitten. Has anybody seen there Once you Bitten? Go. Dude, yeah. she bit my buttons. <laughs> I've only seen parts of that on television. I've only seen it like very minimal times. But what sticks with me about that movie is he's drinking the pig's blood from the from the meat department of the grocery store. Like that always left a, a bad <laughs> visual. But I mean, it's the same... It's the same goofy premise like this would be in this another 80s movie. And you can see Jim Carrey before he was Jim Carrey when he was almost famous. So, But that would be my pick for if you like this, you might like that. Jenny, do you have anything? The Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this, you'll love The Goonies. You'll love it. Love Or E.T. That's cheating. E.T. is good, too. That's cheating. <laughs> Jason, what do you got? The Goonies. Well, just because, you know, Eric's all about doing one. I'm going to give a threefer on this one. I'm going to say if you love Monster Squad. You glutton. You, I would recommend another great favorite of mine, Fright Night. Vampires, people teaming yep. up to kill the vampires next door. And I'm talking about the original, not the remake, the original 80s. I like Fright the remake, Night. though. Yeah, it was awesome. The remake is actually but, good. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's all right to me. But uh, it's too much CGI vampire to me. Uh, but, we'll get yeah. to that on another episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> kids fighting monsters, Stranger Things. We all are into that. And then a new one that uh, I recently watched, uh, Vampires versus the Bronx on Netflix. I've heard good kids things about it. fighting vampires. It's, it's, it's a little bit of this mixed in, a little bit of that, little Lost Boys, little Monster Squad, little Goonies, all in the same movie. Little so. Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But yeah, check it out. Eric, All what right. you got? Uh, 
Well, I've got uh, I've got. If you like the creature effects in this, uh, give uh, Galaxy Quest a watch, dude. Um, great, great, uh, nice little right creature turn there. effects, yeah. and uh, also done by Stan Winston. Uh, lots of great uh, makeup work, and uh, it's I prefer it to this movie. I think it's a better movie, and it's really funny. And if you haven't seen it, Galaxy Quest. Alan Rickman's in it. Yeah. And uh, Sigourney Weaver's cleavage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, if you like Monster Squad, give those movies a try. You'll probably enjoy them. And we're also going to do another new segment tonight, guys. More? So many segments. Yeah, segments. yeah. Hey, does our, do our segments have segments? Our segments have segments now. We're the human centipede. We're well, our, our producer just keeps throwing more and more stuff that we got to throw in here. So just, uh, <laughs> that guy's a fucking workhorse, man. I tell you, a um, fucking ass hat. <laughs> He's a peen head. A peen head. Uh, That's a quote from this movie. <laughs> so, but we got to do a little house cleaning here. We got to restock the shelves. This is our little spot we like to call the return bin. What did you do last night? I guess I was probably returning videotapes. The idea here is, is these are the movies we watched this week, guys, and we're going to talk about them a little bit. You know, we watched them, we returned to them, we're done with them. This is what we have to say about them. So, all right, what do we what do we got here? We got a let's see, hashtag alive. Who watched that? I watched that, Josh. Well, Eric, tell me about it a little bit. Well, uh, it's it's a Korean zombie movie. Um, I'm actually very interested in watching this. On Netflix, and it uh, it's about a, a kid who basically gets caught in his apartment. Uh, his parents are out of town. He's, uh, I think he's like a teenager, like an old teenager, you know. Yeah. Uh, and zombie outbreak hits, and uh, he's basically, the, the, the television and the government is saying, stay in your home and wait. He's in... Mm-hmm. He's basically isolated in this apartment building. And I love Korean horror and I love zombies and I love single location films. So this is a, and I love survival type stuff. So he has to, you know, his resources start running out and he has to deal with the isolation and, and being stuck and, you know, uh, has to deal with the occasional zombie attack and uh, things escalate. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, Jenny and I just watched Train, uh, Train to Busan recently. Yeah, yeah. And this looks like well, it then could, you'll like, love this. It looks like it could like <laughs> be in the same universe. <laughs> like I thought, it, it, I thought it, it, it was the sequel to it. To be honest with you, you could have told me it was in the same universe. There's a, there is a sequel, but they to are that yeah. They, there's a sequel coming yeah. out this year, I think. But yeah, Train to like Asian cinema, dude, or Korean. I don't know what the proper term is at this point, but. Those dudes make way better movies than than we do. I, I'm so much more entertained Korean by what I've seen. By cinema is, is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's so many great examples lately. Obviously, like they are not afraid to but... push the envelope and do shit that yeah. we are just afraid to do on screens here. Yep. So, well, they just they have a kind of a fun, funny, kind of different sense of humor as well, which yeah. can be a little. That's what's refreshing I, I, about their like stuff. Like once is, you, yeah, once you get the sense of humor, because yeah. there is a little humor here and there mm-hmm. in, in hashtag alive. But um, I don't know if it's hashtag alive or it's just alive. I've seen people do it, but both I ways. I think it has. I think it's hashtag alive because uh, he he 
does some social media stuff. Ah, I got you. So well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of great Korean horror out there and Korean other things that aren't horror, but in this case it was Korean horror and it was good. All right. All right. What else we got? Here we go. Books of blood. Who watched that? I did. Tell me about it. Ah, books of blood is briefly. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> no, I'm going to go heavy, long winded here. Give me a full review. Uh, a full review. Beginning to end. Okay. Let me crack my knuckles. Uh, no, Books of Blood is uh, a Clive Barker movie based on his books. Uh, it is uh, So it's on not Hulu. just a clever name. It's not just a clever name. And I just threw my mouse on the floor. And uh, <laughs> the uh, it's, a, it's like an anthology movie. It's got uh, multiple stories going on at one time throughout the whole movie. They do intertwine toward the end you kind of figure out what's going on uh it's if you like clive barker's you know other stuff like uh hellraiser because it's got a little bit of body horror type stuff in it a little bit of demons and ghosts and stuff like that especially for this time of year you know it's spooky season for everybody as jenny says spooky season (laughs) I, i definitely would give this a watch and uh it's it was very entertaining i mean i think it could have been a little scarier maybe more hellraisers but i definitely enjoyed the watch but cool. yeah check it out books of blood on hulu cool cool all right we got the cure for wellness i watched that one actually we watched that one together yeah, we did. uh it was a rewatch. um basic premise have we watched it since the theater no this was the first time uh basic premise is that dane dehan is a high-powered executive uh and <laughs> He is sent to Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland? Yeah. Uh, to bring back another executive who has gone on a wellness retreat and has basically said he's not coming back. Um, the first time I saw this, I liked it, but it's one of those movies that's very weird. So you're yeah. kind of trying to feel your way through it the entire movie and you're not really sure about anything when you leave the theater. Uh, I enjoyed it much more on this rewatch. I found it super effective and I can say I I really like this movie. It's uh, I picked up on a lot more themes and connections this time than I did the first time, uh, which made it more enjoyable. And I mean, I've heard good things about that one. Uh, I have not seen it though. I'm not a big Dane DeHaan fan. That's why I was... He is the weakest part of the movie, I would say, but he actually pulls it off in this one because he's a little slimy and he needs to be in Mm. this one where sometimes he's supposed to be the lead and he is a little slimy and doesn't feel very much like he should be the lead of a movie he's in. But he he, he works in this one pretty well, I think. What was the one movie he was in where they had the superpowers? Uh, Chronicle. That was Chronicle. Yeah. I like that one. That's probably my good movie. Yeah. He and he's a horrible green goblin. Yeah, we won't talk about him in the Spider-Man movie. Good God almighty. So, all right. Um, let's see if we can blow through the rest of these pretty quick here. Vampires versus the Bronx. Jason, you said you watched this, right? Yes. Uh, another one, good, funny Halloween-type movie. Kids fighting monsters. Uh, very much, you know, there's just a bunch of kids proud to be where they're from. They're from the Bronx. They yeah. love it. And then, of course, scary corporate vampires move into the neighborhood, buying up all everything and trying to run everybody <laughs> out. So it's, it has all the cool little cliches of vampires in it. You know, 
like the little like again the kids goonies cliches monster squad monster squad type stuff in it but it's a fun watch i mean it's not you know top tier anything but yeah. it's just a fun watch especially for the halloween season the title reminds me of attack the block i know eric yeah. you've seen yeah. attack the block right mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay well i watched a movie called blood diner from the 80s this movie was something else i gotta tell you <laughs> It's it's out there, man. I mean, it's it's worth watching just for the fact of all the shit that goes down in it. But it's bizarre as hell. Um, but it's it's definitely eighties cheese. Um, I just got on a, a old eighties cheese kick this week and and mm, decided to watch this. And it is it's bizarre, man. Like I would love to watch this with a group of people and see how they comment on it as it goes out. But it's also got some very, you know, non PC stuff in it. And I mean, it's a horror movie, so it probably doesn't have to have, but. It was something else. Like, I would love to sit down and watch it with everybody. Like, if we could have a, a showing of this movie and watch it together, I would love to hear everybody comment on it. <laughs> so, But I think that's going to do it for this episode of the VHS Files. We did it. We did it, guys. Yay! So next week, um, we're going to be talking Halloween, part one and two. Whoa! Talking about Mr. Michael Myers next week. And the boogeyman's here. This one could potentially be a little bit of a longer episode because there's probably a lot to say here. Um, A lot of opinions about Halloween, and it's a big part of my movie going, or the reason why I love movies. I think Jenny, even, you know, not being a big horror movie buff, has a lot of respect for the movie as it is. Jason's favorite movie, Eric. I think Eric would probably be the newcomer to this, so it's going to be interesting to have that conversation. Well, with him. I'm just glad we finally got to some John Carpenter. Yeah, and we'll be talking about him a lot. We need more John Carpenter. Yeah. There will be more. Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I'm a I am a large John but, Carpenter fan. But we're going to have our Halloween for <laughs> more. Yeah. Well, we're going to have Halloween for our Halloween episode. Yeah, that episode, Halloween, will be dropping the day before Halloween, so you could listen to it on Halloween and make it a big special day. So, but thank you so much. Thank you so much to everybody who's been listening and tuning in for our Friday night fright fest this uh, month in October. We really appreciate it. We've had a lot of people interacting with us on social media, and we love that. Please give us a uh, like and a subscribe and a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, be kind, rewind. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye. It's over. It's over. Get the fuck out. You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. <laughs> Email us your comments, questions, and movie suggestions at the.vhsfiles at gmail.com. I've seen one too many movies. Follow us on Facebook at VHS Files Podcast. Don't you blame the movies! On Instagram at VHS.Files. Movies don't create psychos! On Twitter at VHS underscore files. Movies make psychos more creative! And head over to our YouTube channel at the VHS Files Podcast for more content. Thanks for listening. Monster Squad requires monster energy. Motherfucker, you better come up here with some whiskey dick action. Oh, I hate good I music. Have things to say about this movie. I think we made him mad, dude. He just got up and left the microphone.